Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to that's Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said O-R-I-A-M. That's my name from the other end. Hey, everybody, this is Conan and Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, What's your favorite show? radio station? I from the garage. Like a cycle walks into this shit. <laughs> don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound It's gonna ever keep me down. Live. From the I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason, this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake. I have a great story. It makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. How are you today? Sorry, I, I I was watching Chris Mad Dog Russo. I was telling these guys, and I I need a, like an opening, an opening. What do you call that? Oh my god! Like a catchphrase. A button. You need a uh, you button. Know, an opener, a, a solid opener, trademark that shit and stuff. You know, it's fun. So you just stole Russo's? Yeah, I just stole Chris Russo's instead of coming up on my own. That's just dumb. <laughs> There's no more copyright anymore. The internet's a free for all. Exactly. You got the Chinese version. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> how's it g- 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 going today, yeah, I'll stick with Chris baby? All right, I'll stick with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <clears throat> thank you, Tree Voigt, and his uh, terrific show, Preemptive Strike. Yeah, that was a all, all saxophone, uh, <laughs> all saxophone set there. By Tree Void, we uh, welcome Tree's new show, Preemptive Strike, before our show, in, uh, an hour before our show, every Friday night here on Radio Nope, 8 p.m., uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, and then 8 p.m. will be us. I uh, look, I love this lead, and I feel like I'm in a real radio station. It's great. It is a real radio station. You're right, Brian Musikoff. You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> yeah. How's everybody doing? Welcome back from li- to live from the <laughs> to live. Thank you. Welcome back. I'm here with Pat Walsh and, uh, of course, uh, Brian Musikoff and a uh, special guest, Jody Shapiro. Hello. How Happy are you, New Jody? Year. Happy New Year. How's it going? Yeah. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. What yeah. mic are you on? All right, there we go. I'm on the one that you can't hear. All right. Thank you. And thanks for joining us, Jody. Thank you for bringing in these horrible beers. <laughs> yes, I, I attempted to bring beer that I could drink this week. Right. Uh, it is a uh, cinnamon horchata beer and i thought i was being cute and it tastes like crap to me so uh yeah so i hope somebody drinks it i'm trying to drink it it's pretty horrible <laughs> it's it's cool if you seriously like i'm not offended because i know nothing about Listen, beer. i don't have a sink out here so i gotta get rid of this <laughs> you, you can pour- cinnamon horchata you have to ale drink it. john think of the well, ants by the blue moon company here which uh who's who are they are they like just budweiser they're, they're, no, a, fa- they're, they're a fake independent brewery. actually it's coors light uh, Golden, Colorado. That's Coors Light. Yeah, is, yep. cinnamon horchata ale, ale with a subtly sweet yet spicy taste. See, in theory, it's spiced taste. Excuse me. Sorry, people at Blue Moon. We just lost the sponsorship. But in theory, it should have tasted good. You know, I'm like, hey, this sounds interesting. You in know, theory, made, communism in, worked. Yes, in, in theory. theory. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's my New good. Year's resolution was to try to drink a beer, and uh, I failed miserably on my first attempt. So. It tastes like uh, I took a I, I took a Coors Light and sprinkled the fucking raw cinnamon inside of it. 
It's kind of gross. Nutmeg. Nutmeg. <laughs> like, if you ever drank nutmeg, just down the whole... Down Nut- the- I did the nutmeg challenge. Yeah, nutmeg challenge. <laughs> Turns out I had my wires crossed. Just mix some nutmeg with, like, water. Tripping balls from and you'll be, nutmeg. You'll be flying high. Like we are here on Live from the Barrage tonight. Call in 718-577-2716. At 9 p.m., we're happy to have uh, John Engel from Codeine calling in. Isn't that right, Brian? That's correct. Uh, amazing. Brian Musikoff, uh, keeping the streak of live, uh, alive of knowing every single person in uh, indie rock well, who's the, ever lived. Only the good ones. <laughs> you got a, quite a friends list there, my friend, I got to say. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I'm, and we'll be talking to him at 9 o'clock. We're looking forward to that. He's calling in, so it should be fun. Most Make Im- sure the phones are on. Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Most importantly, John, you know, I know that you know I'm a friend of yours. Are you? I hope I am. Sure. So that that that's the most important. I can't believe that's even in question. Yeah. But are you a friend of Carlotta's? Uh, who, uh, I don't know who that is. It's uh, it's a stupid movie reference. Uh, well, like, Tom Drucker will get it. <laughs> but he's in England, so who gives a fuck? Okay. I'm uh, I'm not a friend of Bill W's, I can tell you that right now. Well, yeah, I mean, Bill W wouldn't drink cinnamon horchata beer. <laughs> he would not. That's, that's what put him in the program. <laughs> I'm ashamed to have missed a movie reference. What, what movie is this? Uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. <laughs> oh, I should, I've seen it. I should know that. I used There's to have that on a VHS tape. jewelry wow. in it. I saw that, that in theaters. <laughs> is that the man with two brains uh, with, uh, what's her name? <clears throat> Lily Tomlin, right? No, that was all of me. What's, uh, right. no, that's all of me. Man with two right. brains. Or, Ryan just got here and already you're incorrect. Hey, so. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I seamlessly tried to interject in the conversation. Yeah, John, do you mean Bernadette Peters? Bernadette Peters? <laughs> What's she? She's in one. Of, oh, no, oh. she's in uh, The Jerk. Rachel Ward is in uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. No, what's her name? She's blonde. Lonnie Anderson. My parents invited her to their wedding. What? Terry Gar. Yes, thank what? you. Terry Gar. Okay. Gar. Wow. I thought you were kidding. Into the mud, scum queen. <laughs> thank you. Hey, hey, Cap, I yes. saw something so incredibly sad. Not to start the, so- the show off on a sour note. I saw something so sad on Long Island Railroad today. Coming over here. All right, go ahead. I'll see if I can. Uh, I bet you I've seen it. So sad. I saw a lost. Kid. Was it me coming home with no. a Budweiser? On? No, that's happy. Oh. Spraying it all over you. <laughs> yeah, believe me, it's fucking sad. <laughs> I saw. Isn't this funny? I saw you know the waiting area in the Long Island Railroad where where all the the schedule is where the. All the times are and the departures are the, the, the big board. Hey, what time's Ron Conkham? I check the big board. Check the big board. There was a lost child screaming, and he had like a Slurpee or some shit with you know a straw in it. Should have been fucking like, delighted. Those and, are delicious. You didn't bring him in. <laughs> and snot's coming down his nose, and he's screaming, and nobody Sitting on a park bench. <laughs> nobody's helping the kids. So I figured. Uh, uh, <laughs> the whole waiting area is like filled with cops. Why isn't no right, one else? That's why I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like, a cop's got to show up sooner than later. Well, the cops there are like, don't worry. That kid's going to get on a train. He's not our problem anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm thinking, like, do I approach the kid looking how I look? I probably shouldn't. I'm like a cross of Uncle Fester You're meets... probably not. Right. So... <laughs> Me too. I want to hear the other one. As <laughs> Robert Redford. <laughs> Duh. Duh. So... <laughs> Finally, the cops come, but they're not normal cops. They're like uh, up- transit like, cops. No, no, they're New York. They're state cops. They have like the, cops. the Mountie hats, and they come oh, over. Oh, state they, troopers are there. Is this yeah. a Penn Station? Yeah, and they approach the child who's still screaming. He's petrified of the cops. He's running from the cops, <laughs> and then some slob comes out of nowhere and says, "This is my son. I got my son." And this happened, you know, a little bit further down the waiting. You know, 
by uh, by a different gate. So yep. I didn't see what happened. But different this motherfucker by the little board <laughs> wound up wound up getting arrested. And the kid got taken somewhere else. No way. <laughs> right. And then my train is, you know, I had to wait 15 minutes for my train to get here. That and, sounds horrible. Right? Well, wait, wait. As I'm boarding, <laughs> the motherfucker, the, the dad and the kid are leaving together. Right. Yeah. So who the hell knows? I mean, so after they the, locked the dad up initially, and then after uh, 15 minutes of explanation or whatever. I guess he, believed they, him, and yeah, the, the yeah. kid was happy. The kid, you know, slurping the snot dried up at his nose, and he has a slurpy back. And he, gun, 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 Did he get a station ID? Honky-dory. Was, was that train stopping at Auburndale? Honky-dory. <laughs> and that kid's name was David Bowie. <laughs> 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 Too but, soon. Yeah, man. They, they have all sorts of uh, state troopers down there now, and then they have regular cops with like machine guns, and then they have transit cops. Could you imagine the, uh, the state like troopers it. like just stand? It must suck. They stand there all day. They're all seven feet tall. It's hilarious because there must be some crazy height requirement for state, <laughs> state all, troopers. All, no, it's the lifts in their shoes. They're all standing right. there, uh, yeah, they're wearing could, platforms. Could you they imagine? all have the taser, the which is yellow? Oh my god! Could you imagine gun. if I right if I approached the child, what I would have gotten into? You wouldn't have been here right now. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <They would laughs> Who zip, is this? They would have zip tied your ass to the bench. music cups. <laughs> oh my god so good thing i didn't do that i was about to i was gonna because i care god damn it i totally would have done it no one suspects me of anything i walked through penn station with like uh, i could walk through with a rifle and they wouldn't stop me. john if i saw you I crying in penn station i would approach you thank you well <laughs> come see me tomorrow night <laughs> after work it's a weekly occasion yeah a weekly daily you can meet me at penn station anytime right. everybody at uh about 11 30 i will be crying with a tall boy of Budweiser sitting on the tracks. floor. The yeah. Right. So, and then keeping with the parenting theme, I'm on the train coming here, and a friend of mine who's from Minnesota texts me, and she's asking me what the fuck duck duck goose is. Cause she's a parent. I'm like, what do you mean? What's duck duck goose? So this goes out to our listeners in the Midwest area who don't call duck duck goose duck duck goose. They call it something else. Let's see if they chime in on the chat. Interesting. Call it oh fuck moose. <laughs> <laughs> No, she didn't know what duck duck goose is, which is apparently a regional thing. I didn't know this. The uh, if you're from the Midwest, please chime in and let us know what you call duck duck goose. Is it, is it <laughs> namely Minnesota? Is it like a, you know some call it salucci, some hot is potato? Beer. I stole your mic, but you won't see it later. Bear bear sheep. No, it's not. It's not duck duck goose. I'll tell you that. Such a stupid like, Shelbyville asshole. Right? What in God's name? <laughs> Fuck you. Your stupid pizza and your yellow fire hydrant and your weird name Ow. for duck, duck, goose. Oh. oh, except for everyone listening from the Chicago area, which is 90% of our listeners. Right. We welcome you. Thank w you. Welcome back to Live from the Barrage. 718-577. What do you call duck, duck, goose in Chicago? <laughs> I caught you off guard. What's that? What do you call duck, duck, goose in Chicago? That's not oh. a joke. Um, Brad's in the chat box. He says he's from Iowa, and they call it duck, duck, goose. All right, all right. And, and, uh, I'll tell you, Bob, Crazy it. Bob says he grew up in Connecticut. He's disqualified. He's <laughs> <laughs> disqualified from everything. That's called Yank Yank Sock. It's like, oh, man, we got we got good pizza and, like, hate breed. This <laughs> sucks. The Ryan game tonight is Duck, Duck, Goose, by the way. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> it, beats, it beats the shit out of music. Good thing I got, I got Nady Wireless Systems for all the members of the camp. <laughs> Really He's splurging for this new yeah. year. Everyone's wearing a lab gonna, mic. And we'll be, John, went, John went to B&H. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there anymore. They got some kind of... What, what, what pissed me off about that? Some kind of labor fucking problem. Another thing with the Guitar Center came out today. And all their employees by today, today, have to sign this waiver that says that they waive arbitration no matter what. The thing. So they, they can't... Oh, no. they ha Excuse me. They have to go to the Guitar Center arbitrator. 
no matter what it is, unless it's an individual problem. They can't all join up. <laughs> and it's like class action yeah. guitar center. Walking to the office, it's like, hey, what's up, man? Doing some arbitration? <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of arbitrator are you using there? Uh, the heavy gauge? Or, uh, all right, bro. Yeah, you need any help? Let me know. Fucking go cool. back to the keyboard corral, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm busy. Let's let's arbitrate, man. Rock and roll. Yeah, yeah Frankie center. and the arbitrators. First of all, I thought that that big box shop was going out of business anyway. Yeah, well, Guitar Center was one of those big boxes that were started by Bain Capital. Remember that Mitt Romney uh, thing where he was like, I don't know, what do you have, like, 49% stake in Bain Capital or something like that. And that's also Target and Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm-hmm. And who knows what else. Fuck Guitar Center. <laughs> Unfortunately, they put everybody else out of business. Well, it's like nowhere the, the fuck else the to thing. go. Yeah, Which that's sucks, their business but, model. Yeah, but if you're on the road, there's always Home a Guitar Depot style. <laughs> the people in the Guitar Center near where Patrick and I live are maybe... Maybe the stupidest guitar center employees on this planet. You guys moved in together, and, and possibly others. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> you no, crazy Pat- kids. Patrick, Patrick, and I live two blocks from each other. Hmm. Coincident, not not planned. By the way, I went to my local plumbing supply today, and believe me, if you go to the local plumbing supply, <laughs> it's not like Home Depot. You ask the guy for a part, he's like, uh, "Why do you want that?" What are you doing? <laughs> and he gives you all sorts of advice, tell you what to do. It was great. And you got a load of dick jokes, too. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, uh, a $3 steam valve costs you 17 But, hey, you know, it's, they're very personable. In they, they need dough like anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need a new ball cock. There's always a guy. You walk into this place. It's called North Shore Plumbing by my house. and They have everything. And There's a bunch of, like, chooches behind the counter. And nine out of ten times, they're eating a giant sandwich. And they like have to wipe off their hands <laughs> on their shirts. The, they never like they never. There's not a guy who doesn't stop eating lunch to come over and and like kind of half break your balls like a prick about what you're doing and how it's wrong. The plumbing supply that I go into <laughs> up in Massbeth, the guy's always either smoking or eating something behind the counter. Oh, really? He's still smoking in there? There's always something going into his trap. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot oh, coming oh, out of it too. Say no more. And then, and then while the while the chooch behind the time. counter is telling you like what's going on, there's always a chooch like w- with you at the counter who's a customer who's like covered in oil and shit, and he's like shaking his head and agreeing, and then he'll put his two cents in. He's like, yeah, that's not the way I would do it. <laughs> ah, salt of the earth, these people. I'm gonna tell you, love it. Right, you know who's a nice guy behind the counter? The guy at your. Uh... Your big box beer shop up this, up Northern Boulevard. Over yes. There. Oh, the beer distributor guy. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's my cool buddy. Yeah, shit. he's he's very cool. Hurry. He told me there was a thirty dollar minimum on credit cards today, though. Yeah, I saw that sign yesterday, which is brand new. Huh. He must have had a problem over there right. with the credit cards. Mm-hmm. Listen, everything should be cash anyway. We were talking about that. Yeah, goddamn right. Yeah. I went into, uh, you had experience with the former plumbing supply I used to deal with, John, called Quake. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I walked in there one time. And I bought was, a shower stall. <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was a homeowner in there. Display item. There was a homeowner in there, and he's like, and I, as I walk in there in mid, mid-argument, and he's going, no, the, the thing that goes underneath the toilet. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, it goes underneath the toilet. My murder thing, victims? Right? And he's like... He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, right? And he's like, he's like, you, you, you have to know. You're a plumbing supply. You sell. He's like, get the fuck out of my store. Get out of my store. I don't know what you're talking about. Was he said, the wax ring? I said to him, I said, Ronnie, I think he needs a floor flange, right? And he's like, oh, you want a floor flange? <laughs> hey, come on back in. Sorry about the that. Back gives, I need yeah, a- gives him a floor flange. The guy's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted. Why was? Why were we fighting? <laughs> You mean the bath mat? <laughs> hey, what do you need that? Uh, what What do you need a steam valve for? I said, well, you know, we, hey, uh, so yeah, so, well, most houses uh, were built with the Hoffman forty four or four forty. I'm like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here comes the big story. 
<laughs> I'm like, you know, and and he's like, why? So I go, finally, I just go, listen, I definitely need one of those because I broke the fucking oval. So did you get the hand Hoff- it over? Did you get the Hoffman vents? I got one. Good. Yes. They stopped installing the them bullet in the 90s, style. Right? Yeah, that's the that's the job. Yeah. Yeah. He hooked me up with that, and he hooked me up with the main steam vent, which goes on the pipes in the basement. But it was uh, the uh, the fitting is not the right size. So big feet. You get Gordon. I'll be returning that <laughs> Gordon, Gordon steam vent. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Get the get the Gordon. That's the good one. <laughs> you're, you're, I'll hook you up. I got a couple oh, at the house. You're listening to plumbing talk here. <laughs> I on have no around. idea what the fuck you guys are talking. I'm totally aroused right <laughs> now. Oh my god. <laughs> Jody's totally aroused by a plumbing talk. Oh, you should have seen me and my brother up there with the wrenches yesterday, Jody. We were sweating. There was grease dripping all over. We couldn't get it over. Wrenches, we, oh my God. All I'm thinking of is the crack. <laughs> so my house is banging like a fucking uh, symphony. Means, it, means it's working. <laughs> my house sounds like David Byrne is playing it for a, an art project. It's you know I don't know what's going on it's with like my boiler. like the fucking blue man group. My right plumber, there. the guy who I actually call, who installs my uh, boiler, who I never call a plumber because you know I f- figure I could do everything. He's like 95 years old, and I'm not even kidding. Tony Abitangelis. <laughs> His hands are like sandpaper. Money. And he, you know, he's old. <laughs> yeah, but can he, can he fix story. it? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like losing it, man. He, I, that guy's still driving around in a van. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, I got to call this guy over. He's probably to drop dead in my house. Hey, he needs dough like anyone. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Very good. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Not sure plumbing. <laughs> Not sure plumbing. What's your problem? Is this uh, John Hulhan from Life in the Barrage? It is. Is this Brad Weisenberger from uh, Michigan? Grand Rapids, Michigan, yeah. formerly from, you know. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I called in to do just a very quick recap on our uh, fucking with the uh, the local media uh, jazz oh yesterday. my god brad weisenberger for those of you who remember uh once was interviewed for, by a newspaper and he claimed to be me and uh i had i have it hanging on the wall over there in a frame i can't get, reach it right now but uh brad what did the original the original interview interviewer ask you and what did they print uh the one from a couple of years ago yeah 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 i was at the ymca one day and some porter came up and asked me what uh I was looking forward to about spring, and I told the uh, reporter that I was really looking forward to the chooch bloom and getting out the crocus tapes, and that we were big gardeners. And (laughs) And underneath his his head, his his Brad's face, it says John Houlihan, Queens, New York, and it's the funniest shit ever. You've done stuff like that before. Now I vaguely remember before even that there was you were messing with newspaper people or something, right? Uh. I've always messed with everyone, so right. newspaper people are really no exception. And now uh, the new story is yesterday on Facebook, Brad posts a picture of his daughters in the newspaper. His daughters, what are their names again? Anna Houlihan. Uh, and uh, their their real the real names are Kate and Anna. But I told the reporter that their names were uh, Elsa and Anna, the princesses from, and the from re- Frozen. The reporter actually prints like, and believe it or not, they were not named after the Frozen prince because they're too old. They came out; and they were born after that movie. Obviously, that's the best. yeah. She 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 wasn't the brightest reporter. She's uh, you should have told you, know, you, told you read the book. <laughs> the book was much better. <laughs> So then, uh, go ahead, Brad. You want to tell a story? I think it's it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. No, nah, I just uh, told her that uh, you know, we were out visiting Michigan from Queens because uh, we don't really get winter in New York because of, uh, of the jet stream, whatever the fuck that meant. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
<laughs> said, yeah, we were uh, we were big sledders. We really enjoy sledding back in back in Flushing. But uh, on a snow day, you'd get a couple hundred kids on the hill and be overrun. And half the kids, you know, had never seen snow before because they were newcomers from uh, like Puerto Rico and Dominican, and they fucked everything up for everyone. Showing up without proper snow gear. And right. proper yeah. Sledding on garbage and, uh, can lids. <laughs> and then so there's, a, there's a picture of Brad's daughters, and they're sledding, and, uh, it, it, you know, the, the, the caption is like, you know, and their dad, John Houlihan. I'm like, fucking holy shit. This is such a... Oh, God. That was the yeah, best. I was actually, uh, I, I, I wanted to be, go part, ahead, sorry. Part two, I, I'm looking to do four seasons of uh, media lives. And, and the John Houlihan character. So now I got uh, spring and winter taken care of. I want to do some sort of like Vivaldi-inspired Four Seasons thing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna work on summer next. I got a plan for that one. So oh, do you? Oh yeah, yeah. I got this shit mapped out. But uh, autumn, I could use some. Uh, I could use some advice, so I got to think about that one. But ah, summer, I got well, nailed down. I, I will so, tell yeah. you that uh, autumn is uh, John Houlihan's favorite season. So if you can use that in any way, feel free. <laughs> I think you should go <laughs> to nah, pumpkin chucking. I, I know. I'm trying to work out something with uh, Iowa Hawkeye football with, with autumn to, to make it to, to bring it all home, but uh, I'm not sure. But but summer, summer is going to be good. Summer's I like that. This, real good. I like that this this bit is like years long. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the long con. Yeah, hey, Brad, this is Brian Musikoff. How are you? I have a question. I'm doing well, Brian. Yeah. Would you allow your children to play a game called Duck, Duck, Gray? I've never heard of that, and it sounds made up. Duck, Duck, Gray. No, apparently that's what they call Duck, Duck, Gray oh, yeah? in Minnesota. Never heard of that one. Me neither. Hmm. Interesting. And maybe, she, uh, she's not trying to be funny. She swears by it. She was taking. Well, maybe back. they call uh, a goose like a gray goose. There, uh, gray. Know, yeah, it could be. Or it sounds awfully Confederate. I mean, fuck the Confederacy anyway. <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, what have to do with the Confederacy. Well, it's, it's a the north. <laughs> no, I can say that uh, duck, duck, goose. Midwest is a pretty brutal game, though, because when you you know duck, 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 goose, you'd smack that motherfucker in the head. Is you'd it? run and you'd end up me and a couple other kids in the head too. So yeah, you yeah. gotta give them a reason to get up and chase you. Yeah. Is it played on ice on skates? <laughs> Full contact it. sport. Yeah. So Brad, how was your sledding and have you been skiing? How's everything going? Are you doing winter activities out there or what? Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta do that show. You can live here in the Midwest, otherwise you'll end up, you know, going nuts and taking an axe in a hotel and going after Scatman Crothers. Hmm. Right. I uh, so, also uh, I have something to say to you. I feel bad that we uh, have been kind of there's been some friction between us on Facebook, and uh, you know I feel like uh, it's bullshit and there shouldn't be, and it's fine, you know, probably healthy, whatever. But it's uh, this this particular version of it left a bad taste in my mouth, and uh, you know I'm sorry. Well, I appreciate the apology. I apologize to you, but I don't think there's anything to. Yeah, I know you don't because you're a fucking I, uh, combative I, I, prick. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck. I fuck with you just like I fuck with my brothers and other good friends. So you know, don't think don't right. take that shit to heart. Okay. Hey, sometimes it's uh, it reads different, and you know, it's hard to figure out what you're saying. So right, and you two guys with Facebook, I assume you don't know what's real and what's what's just exactly. fucking around. Right. So I don't know if you guys are serious or not. I know it's all fucking around. Yeah. That's, right. That's no, what I, I wasn't. That's fucking really around. what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all oh, these two guys. Hey, if I if, if I really if I was really upset. Do you think I would tell the, the local reporters that I was John Houlihan and my kids were yours? <laughs> I tried. I tried to start smoothing things over before that happened. You know, thank you. Well, <laughs> Supporting you all your. I wanted to just call in and do a post mortem on uh, 
uh, newspaper lives, and there'll be more more coming. So, uh, how did how did uh, you filling in for Jacques on songs from under the floorboards going? And is that available uh, for download or archive? And when can we hear it? Yes, it's available for download. I'll make sure that it's uh, made available to you. It's uh, Jacques has an incredible show, and it's mm-hmm. a really inspiring thing, and uh, um, it really forces somebody who gets host on it to really raise their game. So. Hats off to Jacques for really carving out a really cool niche on Radio Nope. He's got a hell of a program. Right. What uh, What time is his program on? Mm-hmm. 10 o'clock on Wednesday. 10 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday. 10 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Treat yourself to Songs from Under the Floorboards by Jacques. This right. week, Brad filled in, so we'll see what Jacques has for us this week. Competing with, competing All right, with gentlemen, I'll let you get back to your... your plumbing talk that apparently arouses Jody to no end. <laughs> That's the first time she's ever been aroused, she told me on the break. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Uh, Thanks, Brad. I appreciate it, man. Good luck. You guys have a good night. Take care. All right. Hope to see you soon. Bye, Brad. Bye, Brad. Later. There he goes. There's Brad Weisenberger of many places in the Midwest, from Iowa, Michigan, all over. But uh, just those two places. Is he really from Iowa? I don't know know what's real and what's not. No, he really is. (laughs) Sure he is. He's a Hawkeyes fan. You know the college football team, the Iowa Hawkeyes? Yeah, I believe. He's way into the Hawkeyes. You know who else is from Iowa? Who? James Tiberius Kirk. Who? James Tiberius Kirk. Oh, Captain Kirk's. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Star Trek geek. Why? Brian Music Off's of it. Brian Music Kirk's. <laughs> is he from Iowa? That seems to make total sense to me. Yeah, I think it, I think he is. Oh, the character Kirk is from Iowa. Yes. Oh, where's where's Shatner from? Canada. 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 Ah, that's right. He's a Canuck. I forgot. A Jewish Canuck. <laughs> Don't forget to see Risk Reward tomorrow night at eight fifteen at Grand Victory <laughs> in Brooklyn for the Runny Holiday Benefit. You'll see such bands as uh, Runny, uh, Woody Acoustic, Chris Woody McDermott's uh, solo set. No. Yes, yes. yes. First, first ever? No, he's, he did it last year, too, but he play, he plays the electric guitar all by himself. And before he went on last year, he's like, should I sit or stand? And I just broke his balls about that for the rest of the time. Like, of course you've got to stand up. It's fucking rock and roll. Sit and on he's a playing chair. a V. Yeah, he's playing a flying V, and he also said that Let's we can use that. little legs built into it. We could use that as our backup guitar, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he goes, there's one rule. I go, what's that? He goes, no capo. <laughs> <laughs> now, so we could, if we break a string, we could use Woody's uh, mid-flying V, but we can't put a capo we're, on We're going to have to transpose. You're going to have to break the string on purpose, I think. <laughs> now, you guys are going on early, right? Risk yes, 8.15 p.m., okay, because the early. show starts at like 6.30. Right, which 20 means, bands on the, the show will be guys, over at 10.15. Which means you guys are going to go on at 11.45, right? right. No, no. <laughs> no. This show has to go on on time, and every show we've played in the past, like two years, has gone on on time. Uh, that That's a thing of the past. Party's over. They're Party's cracking over. skulls. They're cracking skulls. I think there's another event now after it's grown us. up jamming. So, <laughs> no, have... we will be going on at 8.15. They're keeping the schedule tight, and that's what time we'll be on. And I know wow. Brad... Well, Brad sh- Weisenberger will appreciate that. That's the exact time we're going on. It's my favorite show of the year. I get to take an Uber. <laughs> take an Uber to a gig. Just yeah. walking with my guitar. I, I, asked to, I asked to borrow Woody's head. He said it's been buzzing lately. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe I'll we bring, should bring another head. I'll bring the matchless. Oh, that's too big to throw in the Uber to bring a head. Bring, just throw the trainer head in there or something, huh? No, just bring the matchless head. It's, it's not a combo. It's a... Oh, oh, that's mm. right. Oh. This is this is a runny like a runny organizer. Yes, right? uh, every year Lemon Cookie right. does the uh, benefit for uh, and it benefits different people. Okay. I'm an idiot because I don't have it in front of me what this benefit is actually for. It's not Le- important. We're on any fifteen. Last year it was for sex workers, and um, I'll look it up. <laughs> Thank you. So we, we always have a good time playing. It seems to be always like the five 
the same five bands. And it's at the Grand Victory, which is great, right? Indeed. Baby Sean will be running that show. Sean, uh, what's his name? Doherty. Right. I can't remember if they have a back line, unless you want to use your... No, we bass. figured it all out. Yeah. Okay. We got it. They got a guitar cab, a bass rig, and like two drums. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, maybe, you know. I'll meet you, Pat, and we'll go to the show together if you like. Yeah, I'd like that. Okay, Ooh. I got it. So this is the 10th annual Ronnie Benefit show. All right. Uh, hang on a second. Wow, 10? Clicking, yeah. Uh, all proceeds will go to the Alley Forney Center, which I'm not sure what benefit that is, but uh, we can Google that. What's the name of it? Alley, A-L-I, Forney, or Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, Center. And it gives no explanation what no, that is. No, no, no. <laughs> Featuring bands, The Whores, Hyman Holocaust, Risk Reward, and Trashy. Oh, that's funny that Hyman Holocaust is playing. I remember playing with those guys like 20 years ago when I was in Endangered Feces. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that makes was, sense that Endangered yeah, Feces I forget what, with Hyman yeah, I forget about those guys. <laughs> they're, still, mm. they're still kicking around. Hyman Holocaust. It's a reunited. Those old minstrels. <laughs> reunited for the cause. <clears throat> what was the name of the uh, thing again? Uh, the Alley Forney Center. A L I F O R N E Y Center. This is some show. Yeah. The best show we've ever done. T E R Center. Center. Say it. Center. There you go. It's housing for young people in New York City. Oh, there you go. Hey, we should give them sandwiches. Yes. That sounds like a New York City value right there. Absolutely. Housing. We encircle our youth with quality services in Lake Esbian. Lesbian, gay, bi, trans, queer, positive environment. Given, I, and by the way, that was an acronym that I, <laughs> I'm so smart that He's I right. spelled it out. <laughs> positive environment. Given the discrimination and harassment that so many of these young adults have faced, they need comprehensive support and encouragement to, to, to develop pride. Am I like drunk already? <laughs> it's the cinnamon And security in their identities. I haven't had a sip yet. I should try at uh, AFC, we approach each young person with respect and sensitivity to to develop trust first so we can help them get their life back on track. So there you go. That's what it benefits. That's a good cause. Come on out. And uh, the Grand Victory is a great place. I like that venue a lot. It's good. Damn good. They're good. And the bartenders are on point. Yeah. They're snappy. What's your name? Uh, Aisling? A- 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 I'm pressing that right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, she's... Yeah. You Listen, could, man. You could learn a thing or two. Tomorrow night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't want to be waiting for my fucking go. beer music off. How, what do you do? Are you flying around the bar, or is it just like a relaxed atmosphere over your place? Well, I'm flying around the bar. Yeah, I that's, work. That's what I like. I work and, and cry and eat. I'm all. I'm the type of guy like the people at your plumbing supply store. I'm always eating behind the bar. <laughs> and you know what? Tough shit. I like to eat. Any drinking going on back there? Nope, not me. Is that illegal? No, I could. No, I drink less. <laughs> yeah, but it, <laughs> is it uh? Is, wasn't there some kind of law against that? Like, no, nah, 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 not really. It's kind of faded away. Everyone forgot about that. John, John, <laughs> what? It depends on who you know. Oh, right. Oh, so you're saying that your bar is paying off the cops? Oh, that's that no, corrupt no, no. Jersey politics. <laughs> yeah, that's what's Jersey, happening. You can't, you can't get your egg sunny side up, yeah. or you can get he, shit he, house behind he the. He knows bar. Councilman Mucci. Hey, hey, I'll take did, a. You, you didn't hear it from me. What? You never seen on the waterfront? <laughs> You've never. You didn't hear it from me. I'll take a lime marita, a Sex on the Beach, and a Chris Christie. But <laughs> but you want to hear you want to hear sad truth, the day, the nights that I do work are usually the nights that I'm okay with stopping with not drinking because it's finally a break not to drink. Right when you're actually running around, you don't really have time to be boozing it up. I do, and it's fun well, to do it shots. Keep, with at least it keeps you busy, and you don't have to be boozed up. When you're sitting there staring at a wall, that's when you want to drink. Which happens too, but. Uh, 
it's it's my my work nights have become my nights off from drinking. I could drink as much as I want, but it's just easiest. It you gives make, me it gives me a chance a, not to drink. I'm trying not to drink as because, much. Uh, because it got I, incidental at times. No, or? no, no, no. Because I drink too much, and my body is giving me a heave ho. Right. That's it. John Z has gotten into your head, isn't it? Well, have you ever been? That's John's choice. I, mean, John, <laughs> I support John straight, and I have a lot of other straight edge friends. John yeah, could do his thing. Support have you ever everybody. been at work and uh, the customers are buying you drinks or whatever? Do a shot with me, this and that, and then all yeah, of a right. sudden you find yourself in a spot. You're like, holy fuck! I mean, now I'm I'm in bad shape. I don't know if I can keep doing. No, this I don't. I don't get. That's I, don't never get I don't get drunk. I but, don't get like that. If if yeah. someone buys you a shot and you don't feel like drinking that night, you do, you, money, do, right? do you ever uh, just like throw the shot into the sink? With that, when they're not looking, no, I'll just say no thanks, or people will give me one. And you <laughs> know, I see well, people could, shots and profile. <laughs> people can just say no thanks to things. That's crazy. No, I do. I say no. Nah, I appreciate. it. I'll, I'll make it up to you. Or you know, I had a valid excuse for the past two week two two leaks. Same right. thing as weeks. I was on antibiotic. I was sick as a mother. Oh, that's bullshit. Mm. No, you could drink I was. An uh-uh. I asked my doctor. He goes, do whatever you want. Who gives a fuck? He's like, <laughs> no, that's <Dude>. yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm like, what the? I, I checked the sign on my way out to make sure I was, I was at the doctor's office. Yeah, but did you notice after you drank <laughs> on antibiotics? Accidentally, you know my doctor. Right. For, a week, months. for a week and a half, you still had a cold? <laughs> right. right. And you also didn't have a goddamn abscess tooth falling out of your skull and a, and a, and a lymph. Oh, you're such a baby. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing you have a like nice shaved baby head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna cry in the corner. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Where's Mario? He's my I say friend. nothing. Waiting on Mario. It's his birthday. Waiting it's on Tommy Rockstar. I got Mario bir- present. I thought Tommy's in Vegas. Really? Uh, I'm not kidding. I thought he no, was. No, he was not- texting me today, like look, trying to figure out what we're gonna do. So. Okay, maybe guess. Tommy's back from Vegas. Yeah, he's back. I guess he went to Vegas. Yeah. He's well, he's Carmen San Diego for work. Guy. Right. He does conventions, and there's lots of conventions in Vegas. Mario, Mario's currently going from Baskin-Robbins to Baskin-Robbins to get his free one-scoop <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Sir, you're 52 years old. He's been, on, he's been standing outside the Dairy Queen for two days. <laughs> the nearest one is in Pennsylvania. What else gives you birthday? No, Denny's. Denny's gives you the birthday, right? Step on my joke, yeah. Shapiro. Sorry. <laughs> I would like one Grand Slam breakfast, please. Here's my driver's license. It's my birthday, you fuck. I mean, do, do they still have cookie puss available at Carvel? Damn right they do. Yep. Not sure. Oh, oh my god! I'm gonna go get a cookie puss. I'll be right back. All right. You know what? It, what it costs? No, but it, is Mario? They're pricey. Is Mario coming in today? A cookie puss costs. Uh, yes, he is. How much a cookie puss? Forty bucks. Yeah, Thirty bucks. Forty? I don't know. You said pricey. <laughs> it's a fucking ice cream. What's cake. A, hey? What's expensive? I to thought twenty-two <laughs> bucks for a calzone. I think a cookie puss should be like ten bucks. <laughs> no, it's cookie puss. It's fucking twenty-eight something. Should, should I get Mario a cookie, please? Yeah. Mar- oh, Mario's now. probably listening. It's no surprise. He's, he's, uh, well, there is a guy, O-E-I-A-M, <laughs> on the chat box, which is not even spelled correctly. It's, that's him. Backwards or forwards. Mario, he, you, he you... also, he writes, on my what? Uh, I don't understand what but that He means on my way, but he, you know, he wrote <laughs> on my what? All right. Well, what time, do I have time to get a cookie, puss sure. and make it back? We yeah. should make him Four. pick up his own cookie, puss. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his way. We're broadcasting. Let's take a break and you go pick up a cookie puss. I'm gonna. Mario looks a little like cookie puss, actually. <laughs> All right. You know what? I have an actual record. I'm gonna try to play the record and see if I could, I could do it. How about that? You're listening to Live from the Barrage at 9 p.m. We'll be talking to John Angle of Codeine. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, wow, what a weird show. Oh. Oh. Records. <laughs> yeah.
yes indeed it's fun time fun time Thank you. <laughs> I'll get a hand this, handle this one day. Oh, thank you. Maybe not. Thank you, Beastie Boys. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tommy laughing through his mic just to make sure it works. I, I like that check, mic check. That I was put slick, on man. Paul's, uh, Paul's Boutique yesterday uh, for Mr. Fang. He never heard it before. Ooh. First this must time, be... he went fucking crazy. He couldn't believe how good it was. This it... is like the education of Mr. Fang. <laughs> it's a point. It's everything I Ryan is really enjoying this uh, uh, situation He's, of having a young a, ward. My, my yeah, you're ward, a mentor. My ward, Mr. Fang. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fang Ryan's assistant at work, who uh, uh, yes. is learning lots by the day, learning a lot of things. It, I like Mr. Fang. He knew a lot more than we thought. A lot of the answers he knew. Than no, I he, he, got all, he got them all wrong. <laughs> he got most Except of one, he got Rampage right. Last week we played a game uh, called Does Mr. Fang. How old is Mr. Fang? 23, something like that? Yeah, 24, I think. Right, so we, yeah. we did like a pop culture thing. We had to guess whether he would uh, know it or not, not know the answer. And uh, right. Mr. Fang, Real something. close. On a bunch you know, it's of funny. I guess every generation goes through that where you're like, wow, how could you not know who... Right. Who ha- Fatty Arbuckle is, you moron. <laughs> you know? I love when you're talking to somebody that's 10 years older than you, and they assume that you don't know anything also. It's like, yeah, so uh, Le- this was a great Led Zeppelin song. It's uh, it's called Communication Break. Yeah, I know. I, I, I grew up listening to fucking Led Zeppelin. Thanks. You know. Wow, what a dick you are to people. That- yeah, I know. Yeah, you got to be nice to them about it. Be like, oh, yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah, 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 kind of. I'm- more just paraphrasing how You're I doing feel your rather best. than what I say. Right. Don't, don't condescend <laughs> the poor kid. You got to Obi Wan So how's everybody doing? We're here live from the barrage. We're back. It's uh, me. It's Ryan Collison. It's Patrick Walsh. It's Brian Musikoff. And uh, Jody Shapiro is here with us. Hi, Jody. And behind the glass, Tommy Rockstar. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, <laughs> hey John, you know. While Tommy Rockstar behind the glass. <laughs> hey, Mikey. <laughs> While we were on the break, Tommy Rockstar told me he heard the story I saw today of the poor little lost kid. And Tommy told me you were a lost kid once. I was. I was. I was. Oh, me? No, me. Me. Tommy, oh, I, I got I, lost, I too. Like, yeah, everybody's got lost. lost. Let me hear your lost story. Well, I, like, not very. Like, the authorities had to come and. No, well, I got it's lost. It's a knock on the door. It's the birthday boy. Oh, it's oh, Mario. Happy birthday, Mario. Oh, Mario's, Mario's here. He's a boy. And Mario. He's got his daughter's lunchbox. Mario is holding a Hello Kitty lunchbox. We'll get to Mario in a second. Tommy Rockstar, I want to hear. 
Thank you, sir. Well, yeah. you brought you brought presents for us on well, your birthday. Let's, let's take a picture to show everybody. <laughs> no, uh, basically, you guys remember like those notepad. <laughs> have to pull up the camera, you know. <laughs> you remember those old box stores like Caldor and shit? Yes. All those old, you know, Corvettes. Corvettes. Caldors. Yeah, yeah, sure. Coronado and all that. So I, uh, I Conway. Got Conway. James I have never seen. I've seen everyone has that pink Conway band. Bag. Yep. Yep. Like homeless people walk around. Yeah. I've, I've never seen one fucking Conway store in my entire life. Hey, Mart. Where the hell is a Conway? There used to be one on 48th Street next to the Guitar Center with That's the correct. stupidest people in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but so I got lost in one of those things, and uh, I was like five or six years old, and I I just couldn't find my my parents. And you were in King Colin. King Colin. And the reason why is because I used to ha- play this game with my brother where I would hide in the clothing racks and then sometimes jump up on pedestals and pretend to be a mannequin and like not move, you know. Right. And then my parents would just fuck off and shop. It's the part I was born to play. <laughs> but. I, I just remember being lost and crying my brains out, not knowing where to go. Frightening experience. But what was really scary is was they used to have like these coloring books um, over there, and I remember for the first time ever seeing a Kiss coloring book and not realizing they were a band. I thought they were like female demons, and I got super scared, and then I ran about and then that. And you got super sued yep. for even touching them. <laughs> <laughs> and then my parent, my mom came over like, no big deal, and grabbed me. But what about you, John? You got... You got I got lost in a Woolworths. <laughs> Remember Woolworths? Yeah. yeah. Talk about old time. No, it's not a great story. I started following a, a woman who had the same dress on as my mom, you know? Uh-uh. It was like five. My mom she couldn't find around, me had for a beard. Like half an hour. <laughs> You're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> like an Aerosmith video. My mom's like crying to flipping out. Oh, my out. God. Where's Johnny? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just with this child molester, dude. He seems cool. He's wearing a dress. He gave me a Looks lollipop. Like I got lost at Rockaway Beach. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. How'd that work out? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to reach, but it's hard to get home. <laughs> that yeah, happened at uh, City Field a couple of years ago. I was with my family, and... Uh, my daughter fell behind, and I, I turned around, and I look, and I see her. She's, you know, I, I'm, I thought she knew where I was, and I see her looking around, looking for me, and she just starts breaking down. I was like, oh, shit, you know, I better get over her right away. Wow. One of, the, one of the red security guards came running over, too. It's like, are you okay, little girl? You know, and it's like, I Native I America? Huh? Native American security guards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red guys that get killed when they beam down to the planet? Yeah, so what's that town, Whitesboro, with the yeah, the, 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 the town seal? Is it's a white guy choking the shit out of a fucking poor uh, Indian? Yeah, I'm not, saying Indian. It's not good, it's got it? the arch on the, the news came out that they decided to keep that, like, undecidedly. Uh, or They're decidedly. like, no, well, it's the midst of the struggle. It's just a, a, this is a moment of time in the fight. Tommy, I thought you left the news in the car. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Tommy leaving his news in the car. Mario's here. Happy, no news is good news. Happy what? birthday, Mario. <laughs> happy birthday, Mario. Hello, hello, everybody. Mario. Mario's birthday. In, a, in about three minutes, we're going to be hearing from uh, John from Cody. All right, well, then I'll make it quick. Yes. I'll come back after Mr. Cody because I'm interested in what he has to say. Mr. But Cody. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Cody. <laughs> Whatever his name is, I'm sure he's quite interesting. Wait a minute, he is quite. His name is John Engel, by the way. I got a new notepad, and I wrote a little ode here to start uh, to introduce tonight's uh, birthday celebration. Right side up. There you go. All right. Are you ready? Wait a second. You have to know that he wrote. In the styling of my good friend, Mr. William Bragg, I came up with this little birthday prose. All right, Mario's birthday prose. I was 24 years when I wrote this song. I'm 54 years, but I won't be so long. <laughs> Let's start over. All right. I'll edit that out of the show. Billy Brent just rolled over in his grave. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> He's still alive. Uh, I'm always better the second time around. I was 24 years That's when I wife. wrote this song. I'm 54 now, but I won't be for so long. 
People ask me, when will I be a man? But all the guys I knew mark my mail as spam. All right, there is Mario. With <laughs> I don't want to change the Shit. world. I'm not looking towards my past. I'm just looking for a new podcast. I'm looking for a new podcast. I'm thinking 30 different time signatures in that. My applause is my birthday gift to you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you didn't run and get Cookie Puss Brian. You know like when they offer you shots at the bar and you don't want them? Uh-huh. <laughs> don't get me Cookie Puss. Just put money in the tip uh, bar. You're y'all. not getting a Cookie Puss. No, it's no, I heard him. I heard him. I don't even listen no to the show. No one's getting a Cookie Puss. It's not good for your I turn on the show for a brief second and I hear... This man talking about his bar, bar life, and uh, that he's running out to get cookie puss. It's like, I don't want the cookie puss. It's funny that you sang you that song, Mario, because about an hour ago, I heard it on uh, the radio. But it was, uh, what's her name? Christy McCall? Kirsty McCall. Kirsty McCall's Kirstie. version of it. It was beautiful. Uh, I don't the know New England, song. What song the timeless that? classic. Oh, you know that song? No. That's, That's Billy Bragg's most famous song. New England, yes. Mm. I'm kind of tired of it. Good song. Yeah. So it's looking for another girl. You know what? I get in the car. I drive down here. I say, I've got to open up with something. Right, Jody? You don't have to open with anything. You just <laughs> <bring yourself. laughs> no, Sometimes, uh, you know. i got to open up with you something. you have nothing nice to say. It's good to see you all, Pat. Good to see you, too. Yo. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too, bud. <laughs> it's good to see my friend, Ryan. John, this is, the, this is what I live for. Thank <laughs> you, what gentlemen. What about Jody? Yeah, okay, Miss Molly. Jody, I, I started off with Jody. I asked her advice. Yeah, okay, <laughs> blow me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Calm exactly. down, Jody. That's, that's, that's pretty everybody. harsh. You don't need to be <laughs> rude. Tommy made it, and thanks for some. I see there are gifts. Thank you, Brian. Well, that wasn't called. That wasn't called. But thank you very much. You're very welcome. Happy birthday. I'm a little more positive than I was last week Good. when I drove went through Marge's dumpster and. <laughs> contemplated what my fate might be. My you know, memory stick is overloading. I had dinner with my family, and I realized there are important things in life. I went to Uno's. They gave me a free birthday meal. I'll take that up later We'll talk on. to you after this. All right. I'll try to behave while the guest is on. Please. Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, hey, John? Yes. Can I call you John? Yes, yes, you may. You can call me Mr. Codeine. Oh. <laughs> That's Mario. He's a school teacher. He can't remember anyone's names. He, Mr. He, Cody, he has how are you doing? He has to number the students. It's, it's really embarrassing. Uh-huh. I see. It's his birthday. Oh, well, hello. Uh, how's it going, John? Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, man. Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm here with your friend uh, Brian Musikoff. You know that guy, right? Uh, of course I do, yeah. <laughs> how how does Brian Musikoff know everyone in the alternative music world? You don't have to tell him, John. You don't have to, you don't have to answer that. My client chooses it's not a, to comment. It's a small net world. If you still are going out to shows, which I do on occasion, chances are you'll run into Brian. That's we were talking to, with John Angle from Codeine. Uh, this, uh, you know, if you're an uh, indie rocker from the '90s, like we all are, sadly, you will, you will know this band. Um, they were on Sub Pop in the in the early '90s, the mid '90s, and uh, they got. Somebody's are you okay, John? Yeah, um, it's a little staticky on my end. Oh yeah, all right. Let's try to fix that. Um, I'm away from my computer. I'm not sure what the. Uh, yeah. Can what you, the trouble is, but, yeah, let's how, see. How's that? Is that a little better? Sounds better. Yes, that is, yeah. All right, yeah. very good. We're talking to John Engel from Coding. Thanks for joining us, John. And, uh, you know, your band uh, is right in the middle of all the bands I listen to, and for some reason I, I, I like, kind of missed Coding. It's the weirdest thing. Well, like, I'm into, like, uh, like, 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 I kind of miss Silkworm and, and, and those guys, and, you know. <laughs> 
until well, later. I will say we weren't the highest profile band. Right. Would you uh, say it's fair? Does it annoy you when people are like, oh, it's like shoegazy music? Does that term drive you nuts? Um, well, I mean, I understand it. <laughs> Let's say I'm not going to argue with everybody, with anyone who says that. I'm not going to say there is more to it um, or less to it, depending on how you think of it. Um, you know, I understand the whole uh, got to place them somewhere. Um, you know, I, I would say most uh, shoegaze bands actually use a lot uh, more uh, pedals and effects and uh, kind of created a, a real sonic gauze, and, and we didn't really do that. But that's kind of splitting hairs. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of just uh, like this open, wide, telecaster, crazy, you know, like, not really effects, but just, you know, this open, wide, telecaster thing. You didn't use uh, pedals? You weren't a pedal guy? Uh uh, just to uh, fuzz out on the chorus, basically. <laughs> but that was it. <laughs> I always thought hitting the chorus pedal was like, you know, when when it came to the chorus, you hit the chorus. That's what I would do. That's oh, what well, you could do that. You could throw that in as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we kept it simple. When you guys uh, you guys re- reunited and went on the ATP tour, what was that like? Um, that was that was something else. Uh, you know, I will say. Uh, Behind all that um, was the philosophical struggle of what it meant to reunite. And, uh, uh, I mean, I was all for it, but, um, you know, let's say uh, members within the band uh, didn't want to think of it even as a reunion. Right. So occasionally we just termed it a commemoration. But uh, <laughs> it, was a reu- it was a reunion. It was um, a reunion. It was great. You know, I, I only other, two, honestly... Two, there were only two other guys in the band, so let's narrow it down. Was it Chris Broca? <laughs> <laughs> Chris will play anytime, anywhere. <laughs> uh, Chris was the drummer. So in, do in the that, math. Yeah, for, that, for the audience, uh, Chris Broca was the drummer in, in that band, and uh, he's gone on to be a you know, brilliant musician in his own right, solo-wise. If you check yeah, out the Chris, Chris Broca. Chris is... Totally uh, plugging in all the time um, with the guitar or the drums. Um, you know, it was really uh, so we had kind of we'd had offers from ATP earlier, um, and we we basically turned it down. Uh, but then what happened was that um, Numero Group, uh, this label out of Chicago, right, that right, we know Numero, they reissued you, the yeah everything. Yeah, yeah, and they used to, you know, they had just done soul, like these obscure soul reissues, and, uh, but they were all, you know, sort of 40-year-old dudes who were into indie rock, and they were like, how would you guys feel if we put out a six-record box set? Right, and if you, guys, um, if you guys haven't seen this yet, it's gorgeous. Like complete with like design. Did they redo the audio too? Or did they like remaster yes, it and stuff? Yeah, they did, and it sounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're remastered. Um, yeah, I mean, everything. We got the deluxe treatment, uh, which we were a bit embarrassed by. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it really came out of the blue. Uh, but yeah, the uh, the box set is a thing of beauty. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it was like, well, if you want to, sure, go ahead. Um, and they did an amazing job on it, and how they managed to get six sides of vinyl out of us. Um, you got you get all the extras. <laughs> right, so good. All, yeah, I mean, out of t- it's only really two proper records. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got two and a half, and that leaves two and a half sides of all the uh, little scraps and outtakes. <laughs> right. Hey, Jonathan. Good thing, good thing we had plenty of outtakes. Did Henry uh, from Chunklet do the design on that? I know he works with Numero a lot. Yeah, and his yeah, he did. Is great. Yeah. yeah, very nice. And, uh, Real sharp. He did, we, it. He did we, a great job. Can we still buy I, that vinyl? Is that still around? That was 2012, I think they did that, or maybe even... Uh, yeah, that was 2012. You know, um, honestly, I know I have two uh, of the box sets. Um, occasionally, the funny thing is, you know, so in addition to the box set, all the the, the three records were also um, released separately. Um, I mean, as separate records with uh, the extra vinyl. So they're all basically double records. And um, I've actually seen them in Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Have you been to Urban Outfitters yeah, 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 anytime? Yeah, Tommy works there. <laughs> it's true. I don't even know. Yes, they have like, uh, yeah, really? They have your record in Urban Outfitters? That's so weird. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, I, I, I don't know what I was doing in Urban Outfitters a few years ago, but <laughs> at some point I realized they have all this old vinyl there. You're buying a Black Flag onesie. So, I mean, honestly, I mean, I guess it wasn't that much of a surprise that, uh, well, I mean, it was a surprise, but let's say I was like, oh, hmm, well, I guess they're, they're, you know, covering shoegaze, uh, from the nineties. But I will say what really shocked me was in the, uh, this particular Urban Outfitters right next to the codeine is, uh, damaged by, uh, Black Flag. Nice. <laughs> now, I really wonder if, uh, Henry Rollins has any idea? Well, I'm sure he does. Been told. Sure I he think does. he's got his ear to the railroad track. That guy, for some reason, right. I, think, I think he's paying attention. Right. You guys were on Sub Pop at, at a really good point, a really good error point of time in that labels. This existence. is a cool time in Sub Pop where you could buy pretty much any Sub Pop record, and it would be awesome. Like I remember buying yeah. buying uh, records just because of the label. And being like, oh, you know, who cares? Oh, yeah. And then you get like a Pond record. Remember those guys? I'm like, fucking Pond. Yeah, sure. Of these guys are great. <laughs> right. See? Yeah, we were. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go. I was just going to say, we were pretty fortunate to uh, end up on Sub Pop. And um, Steve is from Seattle. And, uh, you know, he he was raised on, you know, Green River and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh so for us to be on Sub Pop, I mean, you know, they did somewhat uh, uh, go stretch themselves a bit by including us. I mean, that... when when we were signed to them, just about everyone else was thrashing, um, except for maybe Beat Happening. Right. Was was this a result of you being signed to the German label Glitterhouse first? Because I know that those two had a, uh, a distribution... They were in cahoots. Yeah, you know, I think that had something to do with it, but I will say at some point, I think before they signed us, they rejected us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure how far Glitter House actually went towards, um, I mean, I, I think it was how they heard about us, but at some point, I don't know, they, they just said, oh, we, we like you guys now. And um, there was even a, a brief moment when they were thinking of, of uh, putting out the record. So our first record had already come out oh, on okay. a German label. Yeah, that's Glitter House. Uh, Glitter House. Glitter Heist. Um, Heist. House H-A-U-S. So, <laughs> house. House. Yeah. So it was really just a matter of, of sub-pop 
releasing it. It had already been recorded, but at some point when they were considering it, they said, well, we're thinking maybe what we need to do is bring you out here and out here to like, add a few extra you know, grunge guitar tracks okay. on top of the songs. Okay. And uh, so they, they wanted us to come out, as they said, you know, they were like, you come out and do some some extra tracks, uh, you know, record a few extra guitar tracks with Jack and Dino, uh-huh. who was the, uh, the big producer back in the day. Right. And so I really didn't know too much. I wasn't that familiar with Sub Pop. And um, at some point I just said to... Uh, Steve and Chris, I was like, man, who are these guys, Jack and Dino? I don't want to record <laughs> yeah, right. this. No, he, he was sounds hot. like a duo yeah, from the 30s or right. something. Right, he was putting out all, yeah, yeah. every college well, station was playing I, the sub-pop single of the week, so he was he was the man to be with. It was great. I, I have a qu- yeah, yeah. quick question. Well, I will say, we, we, we stood our ground and said, you take our record as it is or don't take it at all. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> nice. that you did that, because I think that your music doesn't really need anything extra. It's so intense in its own way and it's it doesn't need grunge it already has, yeah <laughs> it already has the emotional well thank you that you need you know we need and, to turn yeah. the, the grunge knob it, up on this yeah. it, it really would have felt uh like slapped on right so. yeah I, I have a question when you were t- talking about uh you know steven being from seattle and knowing that you know all the hot like green river bands that were at the time I'm so curious. Cody and were so contrary as far as the sound. Way more minimal and way more, you know, I guess quieter, you could say, than what was happening in Indie Rock at the time. Was this an intentional thing? Were you trying to be contrary with the first record? With the first uh, well, you know, that's always a good question. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say we were trying to be contrary. I mean, you know, before Cody kind of, I, I suppose in some ways maybe the concept came... Well, it's not that the concept came first. I mean, Steve had recorded a number of songs just on a four-track that were basically coding songs. And, um, you know, as far as we were concerned, uh, I, I don't think we were the sorts of people that were going to put out, uh, you know, head-banging, thrashing music. Um so, you know, it wasn't that, I mean, obviously we were aware that it was it was pretty uh, counter to uh, whatever was out there. Right. Um, st- certainly stood out. But it wasn't a, a statement. It's just like, hey, this is what who we are. And... Well, you know. No, maybe I mean, a little bit. I don't know. Like I said, we were like. Keep changing my answer. This is, this is you know, you can immediately. Uh, Understand what's going on. <laughs> who, who would you say? Were I mean, you could you could immediately say, "Oh, those guys." Who would you say were your influences when you were forming the band that led you to do the the quiet loud kind of thing? Yeah, a band formed in 1989, by the way. But a lot of people forget that, like uh, in indie rock, like there was in 1989. There's really no template for what you guys are doing. There's hardcore, and then like bands like Sebado would smoke pot and slow it down. Right, which is, which is why I said, is it contrary to like all the hot stuff at the time, which was a lot of the uh, earlier amphetamine reptile, amphetamine reptile bands were starting to take off. Like, I guess Unsane's a good There's example. This transition from new Loud. wave to you know what we no- now know as indie rock. Right, right. So who, who would you yeah. say? who would say? You know, well, I, I don't really know if there was any kind of you know musical antecedent that that you know it came out of, but 
when we were going to do it, you know, it was just like, all right. <laughs> so we almost kind of asked each other, so is this what we're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Like, are people, is, uh, is anyone at yeah. all going to listen to this? But like, you must have like, known to, that you, you were know, onto your own sound. What's that? You must have known. This is Brian Musikoff, by the way. Hi. You must <laughs> oh, yes, have known. Hi. <laughs> you must have um, known that you were onto your own sound. This was uniquely uh, whatever, whatever you decided to call the band at the time. This was uniquely your sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look, I remember Steve calling me up. You know, we had talked about, like, being, getting a band together, doing stuff uh, for a couple of years earlier, and we hadn't really, you know, nothing had really formed. Um, and at some point, Steve called me up, and he's like, I have this idea. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, I mean, and as I said, he had already done these, you know, demos and, and, you know, actually they're on the box set, a couple of them. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the sound is there, the, the feeling or, hey, you I, know, the occasional distance question. is there in the, uh, the demos. And he just said, you know, what if we just played songs that are like those demos and, and, you know, it'll be really slow and distant and, I said, uh, that sounds great. Who's going to play guitar in that band? <laughs> How did you meet Steve? <laughs> How did I meet Steve? Yeah. Um, his, he went to uh, Oberlin with my younger brother. Uh, um, bitch Magnus from Oberlin, too, eh? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, great. So Steve actually, I guess when he moved to New York, he didn't have a uh, place to stay. Uh-huh. And uh, he asked my brother if he could kindly uh, couch surf for a, a spell. And so uh, well, Steve is just kind of an extended house guest, and I had a four-track. And uh, we were just like, oh, hey. Was there a band in your life that uh, made you realize that, hey, we don't have to, like, for lack of a better word, we don't have to be uh, techn- technically proficient. We don't have to... You know, try as hard. Is it like this anti, like you know, trying to be as rock and roll as possible? Like, was there a band that set that up for you? Like in my life, I know that this is you know a couple years later. In my mind, Sebado, like I've said this before, that I realized like anyone could do it on a four track. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to have all this uh, production equipment. You don't need to even have like you know a, a songwriting kind of pedigree is there a band that set that up for you at all or you just kind of were doing your own thing uh you know i don't know i would say um i I mean it's not the same thing at all i mean a a band like joy division was a huge influence but to me you know joy division were this incredible you know in the days before you know the internet I barely knew what they looked like. And they were just, and then, you know, one of them had hanged himself. So, um, I mean, I guess that, that is not the same thing. I mean, the music was, was, uh, much simpler, but, um, I guess they came with a, with a pretty big, uh, aura, let's say. Right. Um, no, I, I, you know, I, I think really it also helped that, um, our friends were in bitch magnet. And frankly, it was just a matter of um, Sue Young from Bitch Magnet saying, uh, we have a show scheduled 
at the Middle East in Boston. This was the summer of 89, and he was just like, do you guys want to play? And you were in New York. And, uh, sorry? Were you in New York at the time? Where 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 were you? At? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm I'm born and bred. Where, oh, where, yeah? Where are you from? I was born in Manhattan, uh, too, pal. Manhattan, what, what street? Oh, oh. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. I, I was, uh, there, when yeah. you were talking about uh, Cookie Puss, I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> haven't had one of those in a while. It's a yeah. surprise. So what street? A <laughs> uh, hundredth in Riverside. Oh, hey. you're way you're way up there. Yeah, right. Apartment number yeah. 86, 86th and East End Avenue. Right, and, and John, John. Oh yeah, okay. I was born in Manhattan as well, but I was born in uh, the the hospital has been bulldozed. Oh. <laughs> Thirty. Uh, well, sorry. Fiftieth Street and Ninth um, Avenue. I was born, but then I'm, we moved out to Queens. Right, and, and John, I used uh-huh. to I used to live on ninety first. This is music off. I used to live on ninety first and Broadway too. So oh yeah. We, oh, did you? Yeah, we were close. I'm to no each kidding. Other. Yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. You see a lot of, a lot of uh, rich celebrities up there. Like I uh, see, like Michael McKeon. The other day, I saw uh, what's his name, the actor from, oh uh, God, he's uh, Stephen Root, Jorge Paulo. I see him. What's your name? Um, who's the comedian? Oh, I work up there. That's what. Who's the comedian who played? Um, uh, oh, brain fart. No, I never heard not, of that. Not guy. Amy Poehler, but. Mr. B. Tina Fey. Tina Fey was there, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's on that? the Upper West Side. So you were, Tina Fey. Did, did, were you raised in Manhattan as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, look at you. I actually just left Manhattan for the first time about four years ago. Moved out to uh, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah? You're in Brooklyn now? Yeah. Well, why yeah. the hell aren't you here in person? What the hell are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, music off. <laughs> I don't know. you got to set John. this up. It's not even cold out tonight. It's beautiful. <laughs> next, next time? <laughs> Where in Brooklyn are you? Uh, Clinton Hill. Clinton Hill. Clinton nice. Tron Clinton Hill. Hill. Very nice. <laughs> that is nice over there. Correct Tron, bro. Um, I did have a question to ask you about the ATP reunion. Did you meet? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm who, sorry. I have, have a way of backtracking whenever I try and go forward. Believe me, it's all um, it's all our fault, um, <laughs> no matter what happens. The um, wh- Did you get a chance to, who, who are the bands that you play with? Did you get a chance to meet, like, any of your heroes, like, backstage? Like, you meet Iggy and the Stooges or somebody like that? Uh, <laughs> Uh, not quite. Um, we did. Uh, we you just did hung out with um, Chavez. That was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, we play. We we followed the Dirty Three, and I was just like, "You have to be kidding me!" Oh yeah, we are going on after them, and I was like, "The crowd is going to love us." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, uh, you know, I mean, I was like, I can't think of. Well, most of most bands, we are not like, but um. So we, we played after the Dirty Three. Um, I will say we uh, we played uh, we played three shows. We played an ATP show in London. We played one in Barcelona, and then we played one in Porto. Um, and so we actually uh, um, after our show in London, there was a the speckled gentleman standing by the stage. And, Steve Albini. Uh, Sorry, and that man was Steve Albini. Uh, no, oh, no, uh, Steve Turner, and uh-huh. uh, Steve Turner uh, from Mud Honey. Yeah, and so I was just like, "Oh, hey, you!" And uh, it was like, "Oh, yeah." Um, Twenty years later, um, and so we actually uh, hung out with uh, Mud Honey after that show, which was great fun. Um, they're still going. Yes, they were. They were in. 
in there at the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Were they heroes of yours, uh, you know, musically? Um, you yeah, you know, I mean, I remember seeing them in uh, Soundgarden at Maxwell's in, like, 88. Wow. Like the indie um, rock Guns N' Roses, like meaning Slash. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still in touch? He with? was a great show. You still talk, do you still talk to Steve Turner? Oh, no, no, no. I just, uh, honestly, I, I hadn't, I just realized that's who he had to be because he looked slightly familiar. And, uh, <laughs> I have a question. And uh, he, he had a guitar with him. So, Jody, you have a question? I, I have a question for you. Since um, so much time had passed since your last show as Coding when you were younger men, and then you, you, know, you grew up, you got different jobs, you have a family life and all that, and then you go back to playing some shows, how... How did you did you have to adjust your mindset? Like, did you have to bring yourself back to being you know twenty years younger, or did you, uh, did you or did you? It was it, it was definitely odd. I mean, I was like, man, Steve and Chris look old. <laughs> um, I mean, the first practice. I mean, it, we sort of looked at each other like, is this really is. is Chris really clicking his drumsticks together and counting off. And I will also say that when we first started practicing, we did not have it together. <laughs> they joined the club. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I remember a cousin uh, of mine, when I said we're, we're going to play some shows, she said to me, oh, well, it's really good that you guys play slow, so it won't be too hard <laughs> right. to uh, relearn. It's the hardest. Well, it's harder to play slow than it is I'll, to play fast. So. It, it's hard to get back on a very slow bicycle. Um, so, yeah, the first couple of practices, we were actually, yeah, it was just us playing slow. And like, I was like, ugh. This... <laughs> This this doesn't sound good at all. This sounds like three old dudes just like without their geritol or something. You thought it was slow before. Um, Here's the new coding. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you really it, it did take as far as the actual playing went. It, it took some some getting used to the finding the groove, let's say. And uh, yeah, there were moments when um, yeah when we were playing where I would just kind of glance over. And I would think, oh, there's Steve, and there's Chris, and they're playing music um, uh-huh. <laughs> when we were on stage. And, uh, of course, Steve, when I said that, Steve said, John, that's how you were at every show we ever played. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it took at least three shows to be like, oh, yeah, well, where are we playing tonight? I'm going to go in and plug in. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was actually I have to say it, it's it is completely different. Um, you know, we were no longer young men trying to stake our claim and you know whatever whatever scene there was. So now, so it really did feel like you know it wasn't quite let's say a reunion. Maybe it was more of a commemoration, but um, it was it was a lot of fun because really the pressure wasn't on. Um, it was more like we were just being appreciated for who we were. Mm-hmm. Right. Seeing the shows that I saw you do uh, on these these commemoration shows, you certainly seem to be having a great time, and that made me happy because I know sometimes when you don't play with somebody for a long time or you don't play music at all for a long time, it's sometimes difficult to get the joy back and 
realizing like, the, oh, this is why I did this in the first place. So it was nice to see you guys interacting and smiling and, you know, being kind of oh, yeah. by the admiration. <laughs> Sound well, cool. also, I will say that uh, Steve and Chris, well, I mean, Chris lives out in Seattle now, but Steve has lived in New York uh, for the last 25 years or so. Um, and we remain very close, actually. So, you know, it might have been a little strange if I hadn't, you know, been in touch and we got back together. But it was really just like, hey, so you want to do some shows together. Is it like muscle memory? So, like you could remember all this stuff and just like kind of hit it and not think about it too much? Well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you have to um, actually practice and like, like, like figure stuff out. Right. I happen to catch yeah. you. You know, when you have a song that's like, you know, 10 minutes long, I guess you got to probably should practice that. <laughs> it's, like, it's not the kind of band where the same thing uh, repeats you know, and you could just you could just wing it like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus, whatever the bridge. You know, John, I caught the Chicago show. It was, it was, it was the Chicago show. What year was that? Because I remember being at this uh, thing called the. Are you on the electrical audio board? He's talking. Uh, no, no, no. There's a message board. So we had this uh, PRF barbecues. You know, from that me- born out of that message right. board. I'm guessing it was 2011 or so. 2011, 2012. 2012. Oh, you mean the recent show? Yeah, yeah. No, what, it what was all. You... We only played for about. Um, we only played about 15 or 16 shows all together. The Lincoln so Hall. That was all in the spring. My of, memory uh, and summer of 2012. Summer. Right. It was su- right summer of 2012. I just remember everyone leaving the music festival that we curated and put together to go see you guys. And I was pissed off. Like, oh, Fuck Cody, oh, man. <laughs> well, who, well who's you know, it <laughs> only happens shit. every 20 years. A lot of so. people. Yeah, right. People giving me shit about <laughs> it. No, and now I understand it. A bunch of people left. I, I believe t- uh, Tim Midget left, too, to go see Cody. <laughs> <laughs> he left his own tribute band to go see, <laughs> to go see you guys play. Wow. And Jonathan, you know who else was there? Um, I ran into um, uh, James McNew was there. Doing the new oh wow tempo. he just happened to be at that Chicago show because he was in town recording oh yeah actually you know we went out to uh, dinner a couple of people went out to dinner afterwards and I was like oh there's James from Yellow Tango yeah he just um, ran into him in the crowd I'm like hey because you know he's from yeah. he's from here when I went to see Chavez at ATP you know who's standing behind me no. <laughs> I know you don't, but I will tell you, uh, Ron Jeremy was standing behind me. I'm like, I'm like, Ron this, Jeremy? Yeah, where was yeah. this, the Rainbow Room? No, it was at, it was at uh, <laughs> we were in, uh, um, what's that place in Jersey? Asbury Park. You were at the Stone Pony? No, Asbury Park had uh, the, it, had it uh, one or two years. Stone Pony? Was he standing After, 14 inches after, behind you, John? Uh, yes, well, I could feel that. Um, no, at, uh, after, they, uh, after Kutcher's. Packed yeah. it up. They had it at uh, Asbury Park at the theater. And uh, I'm watching Chavez. I'm like, God, oh, man, it's one of my favorite bands of all time. You know, I get to see Chavez. And I turn around. And he's this creep. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's so strange. It's you know, weird. Just, no, he's everywhere, dude. Just, just I was just hanging out with him like ev- last week right, in LA. because he's just there. This was at the convention center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were there. Were, you know, it was pretty. Uh, it, the the audience was kind of scant. Like you, it, it was a way too big of a place, which is great because okay. you could walk around. You could actually like you know move around and stuff. And then there, he, he was behind me with like some plastic woman. Oh my god! Uh, I, I He's my you, father. I bet you that's a. I bet you that's a Clay Tarver. He he must have. He must know Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I love. Re- I, I will. I'm here to say I love reunion shows. I don't care what anyone says. Seriously, I don't care. Uh, you know, I don't know how you feel. John, about but he doesn't consider it a oh, reunion. I, I would I would totally keep on reuniting. Um 
I mean, you know, not. I, I think the thing I'd like to avoid is getting back in a van and going around like exactly. It was 1994. Eating combos um, and 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 smelling yeah. Gatorade farts. Uh-huh. You know, Ew. no one needs that. <laughs> A I mean, show here and there, I would have no objections to whatsoever. Right. Well, it was the road, it was, the, you know, driving around the van. I don't know how old you are, Johnny. You're, you're early 40s. Oh, I'm up there. Yeah. So, I mean, driving around the van, I don't know if you have kids, you're married. At the point. Nope. You know, <laughs> nope. Oh, well, maybe you could do it then. <laughs> driving around a van is like the worst. It sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, I will say that's another reason why these shows were very, very pleasant is that we only had about four or five at a time. Right. Um, And, you know, when it's Europe, I mean, so, so different from the early 90s. I mean, we were flying into a couple of our cities um, just, uh, you know, Everyone took care of us, and we played three festivals, which we had uh, never done. Did you feel? Um, did you feel a little rock starry? Like, oh, finally, you know, some yeah, people sure. like appreciating yeah. us, you know, and getting us like, yeah. a, ni- a nice room. I mean, and <laughs> once you start to play for more than two or three thousand people, then you start to think like, wow, did okay. I just? Did you guys make a little money? Do all that? Finally, we did. We did another huge difference from uh the first time around right and when yeah. you made these records so, with sub pop and stuff did you guys did you guys uh make any money or is it just like kind of a wash? oh no yeah no <laughs> with sub pop no. i hate it i just want i just want to interview time, i want to interview one enough. one rock and roll star who's made money and it hasn't happened yet <laughs> <laughs> that's right you can ask well, it you're like hey uh you know except for like axel rose no one has made money I'm like, hey, you know, how's it going? Mike, watch you make money. He's like, nah, man. <laughs> the Ramones, nah, nah, no, nah, not really. Like, Holy shit! Question this, mark. This is, everyone gets screwed. It's I hate folly. it. It's folly. John. I'm sick of it. It's time we rose up. It was. It was uh, rise up. I mean, you you could afford to. You could manage to live on very little in your mid twenties, and I guess that was fine. Yeah. Um, rents were cheaper. Uh, but yeah, no, we never made any money. I mean, perhaps oh. Steve made a tiny bit more because he has the songwriting. Um, but no, no. And, yeah. and you know, and at some point, probably in the mid '90s, whatever royalties we would receive were, um, you know, really slowing down. And I still probably get a. a a check every six months for like seventy dollars or something. Well, Ooh, I get them for like dollars. seriously eighteen cents. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mine are like thirty are, cents. Are you bitter about uh, any of the record companies the way they you were treated, or do you feel like you were treated fairly? Oh, the way they were treated. Oh no, no. You know, I mean, it was sub pop. I, 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 I don't think they were actually making any money from us. <laughs> so. I can't blame them for not giving us any money. I mean, you know, if you want to talk about the royalty rate, I mean, I guess all royalty rates seem low when you think about it. Um, but, yeah, that's, there's, there's no reason why we'd be getting, like, Prince royalties or something. Right. Um, uh, Steve kept the, you know, uh, the, writing, uh, pub- the, the writing right smart. He's like Kurt Cobain's. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan. Still you're... waiting for it to be in a, you know, yogurt commercial. Or something. <laughs> well, you know where you know where your record is? It's in the Seattle airport. 
at the Sub Pop Shop. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't been in the uh, seat check yet. Yeah, no, that would be great. Wait yeah. a second. Brian, are you telling me there's a Sub Pop store yep. in yep. Seattle? Not. In yes. the airport. It's airport? like CBGB's yeah. at, at, yep. at, at uh, yep. Newark. Yeah. And oh, it, had, no. it had frigid stars prominently displayed. Hey, do they have Pond on vinyl? Excellent. I'll take one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I had no idea. That's ridiculous. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. That shot. that opened, I guess, like last year or a little more than a year ago. John, um, John, are you doing anything? Rightfully so. Are you doing anything musically now that we need, we should know about? Uh, <laughs> well, if you have kids, maybe you should know about it. Um, I do. I'm doing. I've written the, two uh, songs in like three years. It's great. <laughs> sorry. Oh sorry, yeah. <laughs> Um, I am trying to write kids' music at the moment. Um, oh, yeah? Which I think uh, that seems to be a thing a lot of old indie rockers are yeah. Yeah, it's doing. True. There's a theme to tonight's There's show a, about the children. Pi- the pioneer of uh, children's indie rock music was the dude from, uh, what's it, Del Fuegos yeah, or something? Dan Zane. Yeah, Dan, Dan Zane. Zane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I went be. with my niece. Um, my sister and, and I took uh, my sister's daughter to uh, see him at BAM. Um Probably twelve years ago. He's like um, Paul Westerberg for yeah. kids. <laughs> He's pretty good. I remember when my kids were were younger and Dan Zane was on TV. I'm like, who's this dude? Then I looked him up. I'm like, oh crap! This is where we're at. All right, they might be giants or hot right that's now. The, that's the don't run wild guy. <laughs> so what is uh, you know, what's the scope of this? Can we buy this anywhere? Can I? Li- uh, not yet. Not yet. What's um, it called? Still trying to. Uh, Work out the details, like you know what rhymes with elephant, um, <laughs> and uh, Spinella, it's really benevolent. kind of Irrelevant. when you find yourself going benevolent. to like those benevolent. rhyme websites. Benevolent, benevolent elephant, the reverent, smelly. benevolent, smelly. Re- oh, rever- reverent, yeah, reverent <laughs> elephant. Right, uh, what, someone suggested what? elegant. That, elegant that could be. Yeah. yeah, elegant's pretty close. Probably the closest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I uh, I I. You know, I'm not one of these self-starter types. Um, May I suggest I, Duck, Duck, Goose? <laughs> yeah, now, what was the answer to that? Oh, what, duck, what is it also duck, known as? Duck, Duck, Gray. Duck, Duck, Gray? I, right. That, that makes no sense. Well, it does, it does to people from Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I'm the last Bob Mould. I think you're our first guest that actually listened to the show before calling in. <laughs> I thought I should sort of like keep up and see what I was getting myself into. I think, I think Marin listened. He was in traffic. Right. Uh, Mark Marin, well, yeah, uh, he totally did. Is there... Sorry? Uh, I have a question from a listener, actually. Jacques asks. Oh. Uh, Jacques, from, uh, Jacques, Jacques, from, from Jacques, Michigan, Jacques from Memphis. Asks, uh, is there a difference between writing uh, with you know, a drummer like Chris or a drummer like Doug? Like, Do you have to change your writing style depending upon the drummer? Ooh, good question. Oh, wow. Well, you know, the funny thing is I would say the band definitely changed with the two drummers. But um, I will say that um, Steve wrote most of the stuff. I mean, Steve wrote all the stuff, but some of the songs were worked out, um, you know, as a whole band. We certainly had a, a heavier vibe with Doug. I mean, Doug was one of these super hard hitters. Oh, he's a monster. He's and, great. Yeah. This is, this and, is for, uh, for listeners that don't know, this is Doug Sharon from Rex and Juno 44 was encoding for a record and a half. Yeah. Oh, man. And I have to tell you, watching him drum... He would actually just slow the entire body down. And, um, I mean, people, well, we never had much of a stage show to begin with, but um, people would just say after the show, like, 
watching this guy play the drums, it was like he was in total slow motion. Um, Chris, on the other hand, was just sort of very chill, sitting at the, you know, the drum kit, and then, you know, just like the snare, the, the stick would come down on the snare, like, <laughs> just an instant after everyone else was waiting for it to hit, and then Chris would just be like, bah! <laughs> and uh, he was also the center of our stage show. Um, but yeah, so we had a different vibe between the two drummers, um, and I mean, to me, it certainly sounds like there's a difference between the record, you know, the, like uh, the the White Birch with Doug just having a different sound from Frigid Stars with Chris. But um, I don't think the uh, the songwriting changed. Um, I mean, Steve would be the one who would know for sure, but right. still sounded like the same thing, just kind of a different way of playing it. Right. I know, I know it could be a huge difference between drummers like every drummer like if if you're in a good band and you have a good drummer the drummer is kind of like the conductor of the band whether he knows it or accepts it or not oh yeah absolutely yeah it took me a while to figure that out actually but um <laughs> Jacques also no, I mean, asked why'd you break up don't playing. Jacques also asked why why'd you break up don't ask him that <laughs> <laughs> You try being in a... No, never mind. Um, uh, we just, uh, you know, honestly, the whole thing was somewhat of a conceptual, like, framework. This is what we will do. And, uh, you know, we didn't want to just keep on going. And uh, you know, we didn't want to push it, let's say. Right. And you don't want to be in I people's think there spaces. Was just a natural lifespan where it, it seemed like, you know, if we kept on doing the same, same songs, it was just going to sound the same. Is there, and, is there uh, no hope? Wanna, is, there, is there no hope of a coding show in the future? Oh, I don't know. You know, uh, me and Chris or something, we keep on sort of like henpecking Steve. Um, we keep on thinking one of these times Steve will just get into his head like, oh yeah, sure, why not? And uh, so, yeah, you never know. Why, Why don't you come down like, here? You could, you could, you could, you could, you know, hit all those tickets, sell merch like crazy. Right, merch. The, the size of the is crowd the, just from your the, last it, tour. Is the payday like, uh, hey, man, uh, you know, we could make a quick, like, 20 grand in, like, what is this, Guns N' Roses? <laughs> <laughs> the, the well, there of... is that, but that would never be a reason to get a band back together. <laughs> right. so, that would si be crazy. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> size of your crowds from the last tour must have been so assuring. <laughs> you should see my heating bill. I'm on tour in two seconds. Let's do it. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I, you know, I will say, yeah, it was it was funny. It was funny and fun to um, <laughs> just you know be like, wow, we we made money and paid rent, and you know, obviously, you do the math in your head, and you're like, we could just do this, and that would be it. Right. Um, Steve, Steve loves his job more than I love mine. So, <laughs> what do you do for a living? Uh, I work at a, a market research company, oh. and I go into stores around the country and sometimes around the world, and I observe people's shopping behavior. No way, Urban dude! Outfitters? That is a mint job. Undercover lover. You just walk around and, and check people out shopping. 
Right, and, and John, I forgot that we have a, a mutual Holy acquaintance that you used to work with. Who's that? Well, I don't know if we want to say her name on air. She's I will say it. anything. I don't care. Oh, anymore. you mean uh, someone from Hoboken? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's a connection, yeah. connection that you and I had. We talked about we, it. We spent a lot of time, uh, she and I, in in stores everywhere. Watch. Um, so what you do is you, mean, you go into huh? these stores and you watch people shop. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. And, you know, there's Are you on a scooter? <laughs> Sorry. Are you on a scooter? Some kind of electric scooter? A, a, a mall cop scooter. Do you have like a like an oh, a, yeah, a, a, a segue? Um, a scanning trigger and you car. walk up to people and scan. That's an in, that's nuts. I thought this was all done electronically now. I re- didn't realize there were spies. Yeah, we're out there. We're out there. Um, <laughs> did you did you watch anybody buy the codeine record? <laughs> you no, know, that was we morphine. have not done a record store, and actually, that would be great. I would love to, uh, you know, right. come up to people and say, "Don't buy that." <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you should check these guys out. Let me let me follow me. Yeah. Um, no, we haven't seen any uh, any music codeine shoppers. <laughs> Mostly they buy blouses and shirts and things of this nature. A very sociological. Yeah. You know, an, a, a new kind of garlic press. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, efficient. occasionally it's like, a, oh, just, you know. I mean, it, it, the, the job has great novelty value, but whenever people are like, that's a great job, you know. You like, know well, you Try standing in a CVS all day and then tell me if you want to do it again wow. you know, the next day. Did you ever see totally me shop? That. Did you ever watch me shop? Oh, right. you, you don't wanna, Mario Mario is it's his birthday, by the way. Mario is your Happy birthday, Mario. Yay. Thank you, Mr. Mario Cody. is your. your <laughs> I'm kidding, John. Mario is John's nightmare of a shopper because he's got all the coupons. Right. He doesn't want to buy anything. <laughs> do you ever Free see samples? somebody oh, take something? Just like you know, put uh, something in their pocket. He, he makes money. Shoplift. He makes money when he yeah, goes to the supermarket. Yeah, we've occasionally seen that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have to, do you, do you have have to write to that down. What happens? Do you report it? I know Brian. Brian will uh, understand this. You cannot violate the Prime Directive. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so you stay undercover. You don't. <laughs> Little Star Trek. I've always wondered. Yeah. I've always wondered if they see me put that gum in my pocket. But oh, I'll yeah. tell you, <laughs> this is my impression of uh, do Brian people... on the star on on the Star Trek Reddit. Oh no. You know who violated the. Prime Directive, J.J. Abrams, that's who. No, no. I feel exactly the same way. I haven't seen the film. I mean, I will Yeah, Jonathan, thank you. Money. Take that. Really? Captain. You're disappointed in the Star, Star Trek movie? The second it, one. It's not even close. Well, the, it's oh. just, no. Wait, the, no. The first one was all right. Never. Did, really? Have you seen Star Wars? Actually, I... I haven't, but I, I hear Chewbacca kills Princess Leia. He and does. It's, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> he eats no, her um, live whole. It's two hours of Chewbacca <laughs> consuming Princess Leia. And, kills and there's just right. bones kills crunching. The soundtrack of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Ryan did the Foley. He had to crush <laughs> yeah. a lot of bones. <laughs> I used dry lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> dry lasagna. John, I gotta ask you. I this. have yet to see it. I have yet to see it, Thank, but I will. I will. Thanks for staying on so long with us. Appreciate it. I need, oh, sure. I need to ask yeah. you something. Who's the? Have you ever met like who's the biggest asshole in rock <laughs> that you've ever met? And if it's Billy Corgan, that's fine. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally, get an answer. He's got a list. So when we were in Europe in '94, uh, you know, it's like I don't know the people doing our booking and. People are always trying to, like, call in for favors or make deals and whatnot. And we're going over our itinerary, and 
I guess we were mostly playing with local bands. Um, I can't even remember if we played with... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Good Lord. We had a band that we toured with, um, the Spinanes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, who are right. from Seattle and were also on Sub Pop. Um, so we were in the van together, and it was, you know, us and the Spinanes every night. And then one date on the itinerary, you know, it's, you know, codeine, spinanes, pulp. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're like, pulp? How, what the, how did that happen? Um, so we had our little, uh, you know, we cut out um, picture in the NME of Jarvis Cocker pulling some move and stuck it up in the van, and we had our little countdown, like days to the pulp show. And uh, <laughs> I will say, I'm sorry, there's not going to be much of a payoff. It's not like you said a thing. No, we'll but make it, was it up. basically like there was a, like we were not even allowed to look at him. We had absolutely no interaction at all, except when we were leaving. It was So we were playing with pulp, so it was a much larger venue than any of the others. And we actually had an elevator from our dressing room, you know, which we're entirely uh, not accustomed to. And so we're just leaving after the show. We have our equipment. And instead of, I guess, you know, the ground floor, whatever the loading dock was on, we pressed the button that led (laughs) to, like, (laughs) the other floor. And the elevator door opens. And there's just like this lounge and everyone's lounging there and Jarvis Cocker is like lounging on a couch and um uh Let It Bleed is playing hmm. and the the door opens and we're all just standing in there in the elevator and he doesn't even like move a muscle, he just lays there on the couch. And we just stood there motionless and the door closed and then he went down. <laughs> don't look at me. Don't you look at yeah. me. It's like you open your elevator. For, for open. all I know, he is a wonderful person who right. is just getting your, in the mode. Your elevator for, opened up to like a, a dream, like a floor of like a, some kind of <laughs> yeah. like insane uh, uh, mushroom trip. There, there's no ninth floor. Exactly. In this yeah. <laughs> Lounging. What song off Let It Bleed? I gotta know. <laughs> I swear, there was a, there was a ninth floor <laughs> yesterday. There right, was a right. ninth floor when we were here yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Patrick got me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I really thought, you know, if one of us had just, like, waved, you know, like, the the dog and uh, the Grinch, you know, just like, bye-bye, yeah. and, like, zipped down the elevator. Um, I don't know. Maybe he would have lifted up his dark glasses. And... Elevator uh, repairman fired, by the way, on that gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's about as close as I can get off the top of my head. Right. Uh-huh. Everyone else has been a complete sweetheart. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, yeah. You know, well, that's very you nice very of you much. to say. Because uh, we know you're a sweetheart of a guy, and we know you would never <laughs> say anything bad about anyone. Should we ask him one last question? Why? What's that? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. We'll ask him that question then. Yeah. This is this is a respectable show. <laughs> you, you can, well, I can't imagine. Well, now I'm curious. But... <laughs> okay, John. All right. Well, I'll ask you, you because know. you know. I, I, all right. Fine. I'll ask him. <laughs> you have to. Forced you, John. I'm sorry. When you use the restroom after you're done. <laughs> Wait, I can't hear this. Because... After you're done having a number two, do you stand up or do you remain seated to 
wipe your ass. <laughs> John, everyone gets asked this. I apologize. I am going to mail my answer into you. <laughs> Thank you. The Thank you. Uh, USPS. Please do not mail me your. On stationery. <laughs> Send it to Car Talk Plaza. That'll really freak him out. John, is there anything you got going on you want to plug? Uh, oh, aside from the kids' music that uh, actually just exists uh, in my mind right. at the moment. Um, <laughs> no, that's about it. All right, go um, go friend Cody, John on Facebook. I'll let you guys know. You'll be the first to know when uh, the next Cooking Show happens. Oh, but thank you so much, John. Uh, I really appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Brian. Thank you guys for making this happen. Yeah. Well, sure. Thank you so uh, much. Our audience is actually, like, uh, you know, Cody-specific, so... Uh, I don't know oh. why. Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> That's the cost syrup. The 30 people who listen to the show are way into <laughs> <laughs> hundreds more on the podcast. Hundreds more. Hundreds more. All right. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll look forward to that extra, like, the next check will be for, like, $71.50. Yeah. Listen, we're going to make a six-CD box set out of this show. Right. <laughs> out of awesome. this interview. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, real, All right. Well, thanks real, very much. Real, wait, wait, really, Enjoy the... Wait, uh, your friend uh, Brian Music Club. Not Fudgy the Whale. Uh, cookie Puss. Cookie Puss. Cookie Puss, yeah. John, move back to New York. It's bullshit. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Move back to New York. Stop messing around. That's crazy. I'm in New York. Oh, yeah. You're in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Well, move back to Queens. <laughs> <laughs> Just come visit well, us once in a while, all right? All right. We'll do that. Okay. Definitely. John, when you call in for your second interview... Uh, we'll talk more about David Grubbs, okay? Oh, you know what? People are screaming at me. Oh. John, do you have like five more minutes? Yeah, sure. Everyone's screaming. You want to do crap, not crap? No. Okay, this is a you no. Know, this is a game that we play with all of our callers, John. Where we'll give you a band and you tell us if they're crap or not crap. John, quickly, I'll I just... have to tell you, I, I don't know. I, I will say, I even back then, I didn't listen to that many bands. The list is vast. Um, and these days, I listen to even fewer. Right. Well, that's fine. Let's give you, it a shot. You'll know uh, these bands. Just quickly, crap, not crap. Oh, if, oh okay. If, all you have to say is whether they're crap or not crap. If you feel like you need to stop and qua- uh, qu- qualify your answer. <laughs> I almost said quantify. quantify okay. okay. If you need, feel like you need to stop qualify your answer, that's fine. Or, all right. Crap, or, not crap with John Engel of Codeine. Here we go. Yay. Uh, Frank Zappa. Crap. Wow. The Beatles. Not crap. Def Leppard. <laughs> Um, you know, aside from that one album, which is not crap, I don't know anything else. Oh, hey, no. So Pyromania, he must be talking okay, yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. Anthrax. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I would never listen to them. I wouldn't call them crap. I would never listen to them. I was listening to them today. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> You're living in the past, Pat. Uh, Sebado. Oh, not crap. I mean, which record are we talking about? <laughs> well, that's the problem, um, isn't it? <laughs> which not show? crap. Not crap. But I haven't listened to them in like 15 years. Emerson, at least. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Crap. Oh, well, John. I totally <laughs> yeah. agree oh, with John. Oh, come on. I mean, I, I will say, <laughs> right I, on, I, right um, I got brain salad surgery in like 1977. Yeah, and I didn't like it. You can crap it. You can crap anything you'd like. <laughs> this is the beauty of this uh, bit. Yeah, <laughs> you want to call it that? Crap. We yeah. appreciate they're, your they're, honesty. They're garbage. Sorry, Jody. Robert Palmer and Lake and Palmer. <laughs> Wait, what's the question? Robert Palmer. <laughs>
of Addicted to Love yeah. and yeah, that, that other Mama Mama weather station. When <laughs> give me the news. <laughs> um, I that 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 counts as crap. That's right. Misfits. Who? The Misfits. Uh, you know, I have to say, I'm not qualified. Um, there's such a such adoration that I know they can't be crap. Danzig. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm talking about with Danzig, of course, who right. listens to. How about Danzig solo? Danzig the band. I have not no listened. Velvet under Velvet Underground. <laughs> he looks like a very nice guy. Velvet Underground. Uh, as far away from crap as one can possibly possibly get. I thought you would say that Lou Reed solo. <laughs> We're going oh, out man. on um, the dirty boulevard. We're going to fly. <laughs> we make a compilation of just you saying that. Fly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody, nobody calls Lou Reed crap. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, let's move on. Um, hmm, what do we got here? Beastie Boys. Um. I never liked that first record, but I give them credit for doing what they did. And uh, beyond the first record, they were great. Not great. Right. Yeah, as a New York guy, I would think you'd be kind of follow that. Prince. Not <laughs> Who's going to call Prince crap? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> That's why I put Not the Beatles crap. on there. Not crap at all. <laughs> Steve Albini crapped the Beatles when we were on. <laughs> did being, he really? Come on. I think he did, yeah. I think that guy just... <laughs> You know, anything to push buttons. <laughs> hey, do you know uh, Larry DeMora from Pegboy? You know that band Pegboy? Um, no, I don't. He, I mean, he, I've heard the name, but he, no, I don't. He's not they're, they're a punk rock band. He crapped the Ramones. I mean, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> right. Coming from a band who has an EP called Three Chord Monty. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, King Missile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even have to answer that. Yeah. King Diamond. Oh, uh... I'm not sure who King Diamond are. Right. Um, if you didn't like Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, you're not going to like uh, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> In an elevator. People, so, couldn't we just say who's better? You know, um, one of the things that uh, Chris Brokaw loves to do is tell me how much better the Stones are than the Beatles. Um, I love the Rolling Stones, of course, but they're not as good as the Beatles. Right. They what? might be good. At, they might be better at what they do than the Beatles. Than than better all around. You know, it, it makes sense. You know, and, yeah, and no. there are these people who who seek to divide us amongst Beatles and Stones people, and I be- believe that's fallacy. Which yeah. band? Which yeah. band do you think had the best, the better album out of uh, their entire catalog? Oh, Beatles. I go Beatles. You the say better albums. There's a better album than Exile. You'd say. Oh, uh, you know, well, like I said, it, it, it's sort of apples and oranges, but basically the Rolling Stones couldn't like, do a key change to save their lives. <laughs> and they didn't care to. They weren't trying to. That wasn't their thing. But if you're you're getting into just what sounds better. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed you know, I, miss I mean, I, I know everyone, it always comes down to how can you make a, a, a subjective, you know, statement but you can subjectively say that for like harmonies and you know musical just uh color and and movement 
and all that. You know, if you wanted to just turn it into its constituent, you know, elements, the Beatles are always better than the Stones. All right. They were just musical geniuses, and the Stones weren't. The Stones were like, you know, bad boys. And they, I, I think Jumping Jack Flash is the best rock and roll song ever. Yeah, you could say that. the Beatles were not as good as rock as right. the Stones were, but better musically and just better harmonically and melodically and all that. I think that's very fair. I think that's a pretty uh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's one, of the, one most... of the reasons I actually want Codeine to play another show so that me and Chris can like see. That's you know, why people back into this. That's why people laugh when I put the Rolling Stones on the list, and then it comes in, and then you get a great conversation like that out of it. Led Zeppelin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's getting it's going to get harder. <laughs> uh, I I I actually really like how um, I was a huge Led Zeppelin fan in high school. <laughs> And I will say the moment that I heard the Velvet's first, you know, the Banana album, all of a sudden Led Zeppelin became meaningless. And then at some point, you know, years and years and years later, it's like, oh, you know, Led Zeppelin has some kind of, they're good for a few things. So, um, so what's the, what's yeah, the decision you can't, there? you can't deny them. I mean, they got pretty silly, and uh, I don't think they're anywhere near as meaningful um, as a number of other bands, but um, they stood for something definitive. So, so he still hasn't crapped They're definitely head. not crap. We all agree that fool, fool in the Rain and the Fake Reggae is crap. Um, that was uh, a dissertation, Jonathan. Dog. Oh, Judge there's so the many bad Led Zeppelin songs, you know? I mean, but like, looking at these Bowie records, as great as he is, I have like three Bowie albums on vinyl here, and I could pick like two good songs off each album. <laughs> and, you know, if you're the Beatles... Well, yeah. You've written a, a complete album, and maybe there's one stinker on the whole thing, if that. Yeah, I would say so. I, I of course, you know, I when I mean when Let's Dance came out, I was pretty disappointed. Right. <laughs> um, and I think I never stopped being disappointed, and then at some point I didn't care either way. Well, that's good because that's like kind of what Bowie wanted us to be. You know, I mean. He, he, he never sat still, and then if Let's Dance pisses people off, then so be it. I kind of, you know, it's an admirable. Right. Constantly. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I will say when you look at it over the arc of everything he did, it was just like, yeah, that was just one record. He wanted to make like a, you know, a Nile, Nile Rogers. Right. Nile Rogers record. So I'm still like, who's going to com- stop him? Completely floored that, uh, that Bowie is a staple of classic rock radio. Is he as, crap as, or not crap? Well, uh, he's not crap. But uh, how do you he know? What do you say, John? <laughs> I say he's not crap. But he's uh, not a John. You know, he's not crap. No, of it's amazing not. that some of his songs fit into this playlist of uh, ELO and and garbage rock or whatever, and, and it's just like you know. The, I don't know how he how he the managed to thing David wedge Bowie himself did. into pop music in such a such a fashion. The greatest thing David well, Bowie did was uh, produce uh, some pretty great rock and roll for other people, with like Iggy Pop and with uh, and uh, Lou Reed. even Lou Reed. Lou Reed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Here we go. You ready for um, this? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm still just as far as we're still in in uh, this week. Um, I've listened to uh, you know going back over all the the records and. 
Yeah, it's just, um, you know, he just seems so much a part of, uh, let's say, everyone in our cohort's lives. Um, yeah. Mm. So I don't, I don't really, I, I don't think I listened very closely to anything he did. Um, you know, I guess there's a few songs that would come out here and there. It's like, oh, you know, that's kind of nice. I wasn't, you know, as I said, paying that much attention to a lot of music. Um, but no, I mean, he, he never offended me. I think I was a little disappointed by um, Let's Dance. and Right, the kind of bad production 80s crap and, uh, you know, yeah. Dancing, yeah. Oh, oh, dancing in course, the Streets I'm might sorry, be the worst I thing that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of him in Labyrinth? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. You know, it's an, icon, it's an iconic All figure. Right. We got to move on with crap, not crap. Arches of Loaf. Crap. Hey, now. Incredible. He's allowed. R- All right. Yeah, that's that's going to get tough. Ready? Rush. Our friendship Rush? De- our friendship depends upon them. Rush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, One word. Crap. All right. Yeah. We're still friends. Fuck Rush. <laughs> that was actually pretty easy, I have to tell you. All right. Well, Steely Dan. Steely Dan? Yeah. Crap. I love this guy. He's my favorite. Uh, you know, they're a great band if you're, like, uh, selling someone a stereo. <laughs> <laughs> right, you want to test out the hi-fi? That's a quote yeah, right there. Yeah, but that's it. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. I can't wait to tell my boss Garbage rock. So many of my friends are like, you don't, you don't get it, man. I'm like, yeah, thank God. I'm, I'm happy not getting it. They're, they're like a 40% not crap rate somehow. I, I don't know, man. I don't get it at all. It's like, all right. Grateful Dead. I actually, I, I hate them, but yeah. I will not call them crap because they must be doing something. something. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know what it is. These are the tough Drugs. ones. Like Rush, Steely, Dan, Grateful Dead. These are the polarizing ones. Uh, uh, Jethro Tull. <laughs> crap beyond eighth grade. Yeah, exactly. Nobody likes tall. Nope. All right, quickly, um, Boston. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I will say at some point a few years ago, uh, me and my brother and a few of our friends, actually I think Chris Brokaw amongst them, um, for some friends of ours, we wanted to... Uh, a friend of ours was, I think it was, must have been years ago. He might have been turning 30, a few years younger than I am. But we uh, kind of did a surprise performance in his apartment. Um, while he was out, we set up an entire band. And um, we played more than a feeling. <laughs> and uh, we actually didn't do a very good job, I have to say. <laughs> really it's harder than it looks, yeah. But... While we were practicing, it was like, wow, my inner 14-year-old is really bubbling up. And uh, I was a little surprised by how much I was, like, kind of into the, the music. Right. You, you, so you don't realize. You can't like, give crap. It's kind of ingrained in your, in your, in your mind. Yeah. Like, the, more than a feeling. It's just like, you know, it's like the national anthem of 13-year-olds in 1978. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, yeah. Bob Dylan. Not. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Iron Maiden. He is not crap. He is not crap. <laughs> Iron Maiden. I've never heard them. You never heard Iron Maiden? I don't think so. Okay, I, will, I will post this. At least if, uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay. Who's oh. do? Oh, now you're getting tough. Um, no, they're not crap. Hmm. 
What's the problem? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, do I really want to listen to all four sides? No. Well, I, I concur. That's half an album. Beach Boys. <laughs> not, not crap while Brian was in the band. Brian, right. Music Hall? <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Can you Here's me? another polarizing one. People are split on this one. The Who. Not crap. Um, not crap up until Who by Numbers. That's pretty early. How's that? ELO. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people on Facebook were, you know, when they played that show about two months ago. Uh-huh. Irving, yep. They were like, po- you know, posting photos and like, I can't believe it. And I was like, did you really have to see ELO play? Uh, um, was Jeff Lynn even there? Change your name to Bielo. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Lynn, isn't he in that picture? All right, uh, that's a crap. Let's go with some acronyms here. Uh, BOC, <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> I just made come as a shock. They're, they're crap. They're crap. It does kind of come as a shock because uh, if you're a Minutemen fan and you're from New York and like the whole the whole thing, like the whole, that whole connection. Mm-hmm. And uh, John just throwing that right out the window. It does not care. S O D. I made this list to make you laugh, Pat. Evidently, John, are you there? Yes, yes. Sorry. Right, Was uh, there a band? Yes, S O D. Stormtroopers of Destruction. Oh, I don't know. All right, um, Ozzy. I have a lot of blind spots. Ozzy. Ozzy is crap. So, Ozzy, uh, solo Ozzy's crap. Mm. Santana. He's crap. <laughs> Metallica. These are, these are getting easier. Sorry? Metallica. Kraut? Metal- <laughs> Metallica. Metallica. Oh, no, we, we could say Kraut. <laughs> how, how do you feel about Kraut? Kraut or not Kraut? Uh, not not that familiar, except for maybe that whatever that one... You know, I just remember them from long ago. I, I'm not qualified. Wow, I liked crap. one song of theirs. Okay. All right, so we're going Kraut Rock, uh, Kraftwerk. Oh, uh, I have to say I don't know that much, but uh, of course not crap. How could you possibly think that would be crap? I don't know. Kind of annoying. <laughs> I find it pretty easy. <laughs> uh, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, John, if you get tired of this game, just tell him to stop it. I need to let him back out now. But I'll just say crap. Yeah. All right, Billy Joel. <laughs> crap. Bowie. David Bowie. Not crap. Elton John. Elton <laughs> John. Not crap, although he has a lot of records I've never heard. Ted Nugent. Musician only. <laughs> Where is this list? Where is this list that these band names are coming from? It's a piece of paper. From Wikipedia. <laughs> you actually wrote these down? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I am, oh, okay. I'm a very sad man. <laughs> this list is way <laughs> too long. It's taxing to me and the audience. Two well, left. Ted Nugent is crap, and I guess I, I can do one more before I... Uh... All right, Pink Floyd. Um, With Sid Barrett, not crap. Without Sid Barrett... Crap. Wow. Yes. Yes. I'm going out on a limb there, but... Uh, yeah. Yes. The band, yes. The band, yes. Crap. Wow. Okay. All right, there we go. This crap, not crap with <laughs> yeah, John hey, Engel. Thanks, John. <laughs> hey, hey, John, if I'm... Captain, thank you very that much, That only John. took 22 minutes. Hey, John. <laughs> I try my best. John? Uh, excuse me, yeah. If, yeah. I, if I may, I have one really, 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 really quick trivia question for you. In, yes. in 1992, 
Sub Pop got together with Sassy Magazine and released a four-band split single. Can you name the four yeah. bands on that split single? Um, Velocity Girl. Correct. Beat Happening. Correct. <laughs> Rain Sanction? No. No. I was at the show, and I have the single. Oh, Pond. No. <laughs> I actually can't remember the Jody fourth one. for the Steel. Nation of Ulysses. Oh, I know you. And? And? And Codeine. And Codeine. Oh, well, Cody, that one I knew. Nation of Ulysses is on it? Do we have a coding song? Can we play it? Good good thing you didn't uh, put them on that list of bands you just asked me about. (laughs) (laughs) I have plenty of coding songs. We'll play them on the break. Thank you so much, John, for joining us. Thank you, John. Thanks very much. I hope you had fun. Yeah, John. Yeah, well, no answer there. (laughs) Thanks, John. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, man. All right. Uh, Make sure to block... Make sure... uh, to block me on Facebook, I'm really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I will totally do that. Yeah. All right. No, thanks, no, man. No, of course. Thanks, man. Going over all your photos. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's John Engel from Cody. Yeah. Thanks, John. Let Appreciate it. John. Thank you. John Engel, great guy. Wow. Wow. What a, wow. What a good dude. Good interview. My it's gosh. never five minutes with that game, is no, it? No, it isn't. I, well, I want to get five minutes of your time, and then a half hour later <laughs> with the... The thesis on Beatles, Rolling Stones. Let's take uh, a quick break. We'll yep. come back with uh, the news, Mario's birthday, and the Ryan game. Yeah, man. Not I'm necessarily drunk. so long. In that order, everybody. And it's Mario's birthday. So. Hey, it's David Bowie, America's favorite spaceman. Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to Live from the Barrage on Radio Nope. Wow. David Bowie ID.
Sorry, everybody. I fucked up the entire show. We'll be right back.
It's like a sinking boat. It is in mono. Yeah, she knows. Relax. What the fuck? She's gone, Chief. You think he would have told her that before he left for space? We have a problem. Alright, I think I erased my entire Mario page. What happened? I just don't care about it. You talking to me? David Bowie. You'll be missed. Wiki, 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 wiki. You know, Let's dance. <laughs> Listen, Put on your red shoes you and can joke, dance but the, the man blues. was a pioneer. You know, we we're think we're joking, joking around. We're right? joking. It's a tribute. What the fuck? We, we, we want to sing along, too. I That's dug right. into the archives, and I brought another visual reference that nobody on the radio can see. Dig <laughs> into this. David Bowie, live in New York. What? 2002, oh, yeah? he played five nights in a row, every borough in Queens. Every borough in New York. Every borough in Queens. How many boroughs are in Where Queens? Where do you play in Staten Island? <laughs> I don't know. You have to look in the book, Tommy. All right. Vinny's Crab Shack. Well, I just wanted to wish Mary a very happy 65th birthday. And I'm looking for a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mario. You're Thank 54 you, years old. Is that correct? That's right. Next year, I'm lining up to get all my senior citizen benefits. Amazing. Uh-huh. I so went for a pension consultation, and they're like, do you realize you make more money Mario staying home than going to work? <laughs> <laughs> I like going to work. Do you? Yeah, I do. 
Well, you're a teacher. You you get to teach kids. Things That's, are going well fun. now. I like going to work. You know what I do at work? I stare at a fucking wall. I contribute nothing to society. I'm going to kill myself. I'm fucking well, sick. You have a lot of time to uh, chat I would rather, on like, Facebook. make wax sculptures. You, you have like, time to threaten me for communicating with your wife? You just sit there on Facebook and, and you I'm going to make wax sculptures. You make things. You do things. You keep, hey, all right, you keep all right. active. Let's, let's leave wives What out. do I make? I'm only uh, proficient in every instrument. I have a radio show and... Uh, you're a pizza famous. show. You're and famous. A, uh, a, infamous. A band and uh, also a stand-up career, which will be uh, launching soon. That's right. <laughs> honored to know you. And you got a book deal. The amount of creativity is pouring show. out of me every second. Yeah, exactly. If you could make Tommy. John's, John's got Judith Regan on the horn. <laughs> if Judith. you could make Tommy Hello, a Judith. multi-millionaire merch Empire King. I'm actually crawl staying in her under apartment. A bar like he's like he's like Nosferatu or uh, a la Bernie Carrick. Nothing's going on. The man has to crouch. He's a giant of a man. He has to, to get under the bar. It's a physical I'm sorry, work, I'm isn't it, Brian? You saw it. Yeah, I, saw, yeah, I thought we were talking about that. We moved towards Tommy Rockstar. It's crazy. It's, it's amazing about that you have the power over these people to make us keep showing up here. I don't have any power. The meaning of fun, a, a creative thing to do. If people want to show up, they show we're up. Drawn. What the fuck? Listen, I want to thank you, John Houlihan. Thank you. You. Last year at this time, <laughs> I was taking the FUD Dead Man's Liquor Cabinet Challenge. You remember that? Yes. yes. You brought all the... And now, a year later, I'm surrounded with an M-shaped pizza, beer from my friends. Even Frankie is here. This is amazing. I want to thank you all. Yeah, and right. I know we want to play a game and get on with the news. So I'll tell you next year my plans when I'm 55. It's going to be right. exciting. All right, all right. All the perks you get when you're 55, you won't believe it. I'm going to start this. Why? What happens? Yeah, what do you get, got? You get perks. You go to the like what? first. You get your IHOP card. Then you get, get your Uber card. <laughs> you get your Denny's card. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. You get your ARP card. I've you have your AARP card yet? That's right. So I'm ready. I'm ready to go into that great beyond. I will. How many years till you retire, citizen? Yeah, when are you going to get According to this guy at the uh, at the UFT at the OTB, he's like, <laughs> "Why do you want to work? Do you realize that when you're retired, you don't pay federal taxes?" The $1,000 a month I put into my retirement account doesn't go in there anymore. So when you factor in everything, you're making a little bit less, but you're staying home. It's an amazing thing, this pension. Thank God for the union, and thank God for the working men. Oh, we're glad to have you, Mario. And I'm glad to be here. Thank you all for uh, coming and having this little radio well, show. I can't believe you made it this far. And I, you actually inspire me because I go, oh, well, I'm 40 now. I feel old and pissed <laughs> off. And I go, Mario's 54. He still looks good, and he's, he's full of piss and hey, vinegar. Did you but see me? I hope, to I hope to find some 40-year-old ward when I'm 54 to bust his fucking ball. <laughs> you shall have your wards. Don't worry. They come with age, sir. Yeah, well, like in the mountains of Argentina, <laughs> wherever you are with that young boy. Who well, knows what happened? I thank you all because happy, you, you pay birthday, you all play. Many Everybody. More plays an important function in me getting up every day and something to do every week. Wow. May the barrage live forever, even though I secretly tried to destroy this show. <laughs> I sent Frank in for the cookie puss like an hour ago. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mario. Happy All birthday. Right. Anyone, Let's Mario. get on with the show. Tommy Rockstar's news. What do you say about that? Yeah, that yeah. sounds, that sounds good. good. That works for me. Happy oh, Mario Day. Happy Mario. Thank you for the pizza, Tommy. Oh, enjoy it, buddy. It's a uh, vegan pepperoni, by the way. I have a problem. I, I, I will never be able to find this again. Okay, just stop it. There is a cookie puss. It's somewhere. Frank's probably eating it. They were pretty... <laughs> there uh, is a cookie puss, Virginia. <laughs> I see right through you, Steve Albini. Beastie Boys <laughs> were pretty clueless. I was watching some video of their hardcore show, 
And they were not that good. I remember seeing them. They were yeah, not you know, that you good. would expect a sixteen-year-old in a hardcore band to be more self-aware. But even Cookie Puss <laughs> was fucking kind nuts. Of, was a weird song that they couldn't even do live. So it was crazy. Yeah, no, I know. I get that. They became better it's like with a prank age. call. Like this whiskey I'm drinking, it's it only time. becomes better with age. <laughs> what are you the first time I'm ever going to say this. Let's move on with the news. Tommy, <laughs> I want to dedicate this news to your friend, Rocky and Rodney, right? Rod- Rodney Speed, yeah. Just well, here's the problem. Yeah. I can not I can no longer play these disparaging news clips for Tommy because I feel bad about it every week. So now I'm going to make a new one right now. You ready? Okay. Hey, everybody. Oh, God. That's awful. <laughs> Who's messing with these I things? I like it. It's like Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> nice but, uh, flange phaser. F- flange tron. Off the wind cries Mary. <laughs> hey. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Tommy Rockstar's Better than, than like, here's some dick with the news. Fuck you, Tommy Rockstar. No, I, I know I was never offended. It by really it. is pretty much what the, both those clips are, and I, it took me a while no. to realize. It. It oh. Can we? Can we Frank sing? Finally showed up with the cookie puss. We're gonna sing for Mario. It's about fucking time. There's 54 candles. Get on the it. fuck Place out of here, Mario. No, Happy no birthday way. To Watch you. out. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you, Mario Asaro. Happy birthday. Wow, it really is cookie puss. John, I thought you said it was too expensive. It was. I bought it anyway. You had to take a second mortgage out, Mario. Yeah. 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 This is yeah. Mario to Major Tom Rockstar. I'm taking the nose. We rush him through the news. I actually rest, rest in peace, in sir. Peace. I hope this is a fitting tribute to this. Like it's, What's the biggest musical genius of our generation? Thank you. Speaking of rest in peace, I just want to give a quick <laughs> shout out to my buddy Rockin' Rodney Speed who passed oh, away. Oh, dude, what happened with this dude? Yeah, yeah it's pretty sad. sad. No, see, you just say, yeah. No one wants to say, like, what I'll tell you. Died. I was saying, right. this is the worst thing. When a young person dies, they go, well, you know, PM me or something. Just tell us how he fucking died. We all want to avoid that. Right. Uh, well, Whatever they, he died of, we want to try know, to avoid I, I know I'm about to do it any minute now. No, we're, we're not going to tell you how he died. So if people don't say it, it's like drugs. You hit your head on the table. Right. Well, fucking just tell us. It's tr- just it's, tell us. It's tricky because um, Rodney was not in the greatest shape. And um, he also, I think if I'm not mistaken, was pretty autistic and had other like mental and physical right. ailments. But basically, and his nickname was Speed? 
<laughs> yeah, well, that was his. I think it's his real last name. If not, yeah, I got no idea about the dude except for what you and Jake were posting. Yeah, he's basically he was the original. It sounds funny, but he was the original janitor at CBGB and was kind of like this beloved dude that everyone just kind of took under their wing. But Jake the most, and he he went on. Then he worked at a. Uh, Wetlands, and then I went on to BB Kings, and they eventually gave him a DJ gig there because that's pretty much all he could do. But right. he really, really well, loved didn't he music. front a great band or something? Well, they so Jake formed a band around him called the Rodney Speed Experience. Oh, okay, and got right. all these really famous people behind him, like uh, Ginger from the Wild Hearts and the guys from Ween and all and you know, the Two Skinny Jays. And he they would play these huge shows, and Rodney just would do them like not even really knowing where he was, you know, like this right. Oh, so he was dude. seriously mentally disabled. No, I wouldn't say halfway. Halfway, it was like right. half in, half in. There. Out. But he was and, just, uh, you know, where was he in a scale of Tommy Rockstar to Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> um, what did he die of? Do, well, you, do you even know? Jake uh, said natural causes. Well, Jake said the police called him when, when he was in Europe and they said peacefully natural causes and I haven't been able to get anything else. A lot of people probably. He was in Europe when he died? No, Jake was in Europe and that's, oh. the police called him because I think Jake was his like true and only like yeah. super best friend, you know? Jake uh, was in Thailand recently. Correct. We've had Jake on the show before, and he's just, just like this shot out of a cannon, nutty dude. Yep. And I really enjoy his like Thailand stories. Like he he has these great stories about riding around yep. Thailand on a motorcycle with a monkey and shit, <laughs> just like going to these weird villages and stuff. And uh, you know, it it was pretty cool. I like reading them. He's a good writer, really good writer. So, yeah. um, but they he he was really no, I wouldn't say that, but I enjoyed reading. I, the story. I enjoyed. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, he was just really distraught, and I and Rodney. Yeah, was, man, this is a bummer. Yeah, he was a good guy. I played with him in a few bands and uh, really super sweetheart. But the whole thing was Jake really like threw all this time and money to like make this guy's life better, and uh, uh, it's just sad, you know. It's unexpected. So rest in peace, Rodney. Speed. So we still don't know what he died of. No one knows. You know, I got. They're gonna have to get a police report from Jake, and I'll I'll find out. But that's all we know. First David Bowie, now this. Now this, Alan Rickman. Everyone's dying. Yeah, well, you know, this is the thing when you're when you're exposed to a million different avenues on the internet, you think everyone's dying, but it's always been <laughs> right. Exactly. All right, so Tommy Rockstar. It's, it's Tommy, Tommy Rockstar. Take it away, Tommy Rockstar. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I would like to point out, I actually do prefer Mr. King's intro, so I have no offense to that. Total bullshit with Pat Walsh. Don't ever ever feel bad. There we go. Fresh bullshit from Mario. (laughs) Dave Harrison, asshole. (laughs) Fuck you, John Houlihan. (laughs) That'll do. Rockstars bullshit. There we go. There we go. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all right, fellas. We haven't seen you in a week, Tom, which means like a million things have happened to you. A lot. A lot of things. Um, well, with the nation's excitement reaching a fever pitch at the $1.6 billion jackpot this week, some workers at a local New Jersey restaurant jumped for joy when they found out they'd been that they'd hit the Powerball jackpot, scoring Saturday's $950 million prize. Oh, yeah, surprisingly though. But uh, but the celebration at Grissini's restaurant in Inglewood, New Jersey, came to an abrupt <laughs> ending when employees realized that they'd mistakenly compared Wednesday's winning numbers to their Saturday. <laughs> I ticket. knew that would happen uh, to me. Steve Harvey told them. <laughs> I uh, when I was I had like a two three lottery tickets in my wallet, right. and I go, I know this is going to happen. I'm going to look at the wrong numbers. I'm like, I got to look at the date first because I'm going to kill myself. This is an amazing story. So they said, quote, it was like getting punched in the stomach, said Charlie Poveromo. No. Right before he punched somebody in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this is for you. 
age 55, <laughs> who's worked as a bartender at the restaurant for over 13 years. Po- Surly looks out for one guy. Surly. <laughs> Poveromo said 42 employees had pooled their money and bought $200 worth of lottery tickets. Oh. <laughs> On Saturday, his friend texted him with the latest Powerball numbers, but failed to realize the website hadn't been updated yet and was still shown Wednesday's winning numbers com- in a combination of numbers. Quote, I picked up the phone and started calling out the numbers to everyone here, Poveromo said. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, seventeen, thirty-five, thirty-seven, sixty-four. Watch your brood. Watch your brood. Said all of our numbers matched our tickets. All the numbers matched our tickets. Then pandemonium hit. There was just so much joy. Can't put in the words what the feelings of euphoria felt like. Uh, with a dishwasher uh, reportedly taking off his apron and yelling out, quote, I'm out of here, I quit. <laughs> and he was a machine. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hitchbox. Sorry, I just saw Star Wars. <laughs> then, uh... <laughs> Fuck you, boss. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, uh, then Pover- <laughs> Romo then called his wife, <laughs> who then told him he should double-check the numbers. Uh, that's when he realized the numbers were wrote for the wrong day. He said, quote, when we found out, it was like a gigantic balloon deflating. Oh, uh, the man. dishwasher who threatened to quit laughed and put his apron back on and said, back to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's apparently... There's the dishwasher laughing. In the honor of... Masculine chooch. Masculine chooch. What else is on this crazy page? I don't even know what yeah. this is. Yo, we live from the garage. Oh, it's Flavor Flav. <laughs> There's apparently like video of those guys celebrating. You could find it, but uh, this story is out of. That's awful, man. Yeah, can you imagine this video of them celebrating? Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, that dish, you know, that dish has some asparagus. Somebody spit out. I want you to wash that off, dickhead, before you give me the finger. Exactly. Uh, this story is out of Oregon. It says uh, gi- uh, gifts of sex toys, glitter, and nail polish are not what armed protesters who seized the U.S. wildlife refuge in Oregon were expecting when they put out a public call for supplies to get uh, to help them through the winter. Oh yeah, so this dude who like put this crying video when he was in his car, like I might never see you again, kids. You know, daddy's got to protect the constitutions. Exactly. They sent him a bunch of uh, toy dicks, and he got all pissed up. Yeah, a rogue group of militant occupiers who took over the buildings at the Mulhauer National Wildlife Refuge in Oregon uh, over a conflict with the U.S. government's control over the land in the West have asked the public for assistance, hoping for snacks, fuel, and warm clothing after uh, providing sympathizers with a local mailing address. Instead, the revered group says they've received six... No, I'm sorry. Sex-related toys. <laughs> they have si- received six sex-related toys. <laughs> and food that would be of little and use And also to them. some seashells they're uh, selling down by the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> the return address was Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, it was really mind-blowing to me that people would actually spend their money on all this hateful stuff and send it to us, said one of the occupiers, John Ritzheimer, in a video post. I loved him in TRN. Cheers. <laughs> he was good. He's he, the mailman. He's the mailman, John Ritzheim. <laughs> Three people that had never been in my kitchen. <laughs> As he held I up, love John Ritzheimer. Get tight. <laughs> As he held up items including a large rubber dildo and a bag of penis-shaped candies. He should have just been a man and inserted all that crap right into his butthole yeah, on camera. That would have been the best. Listen, take this, government. It's really ridiculous, he said, uh, before swiping the pile of packages off of a table and onto the floor angrily. That's the problem. Like you, He's trying to like be like jovial about it and like mm-hmm. pretend it doesn't bother him, but you know it's killing him. 
And that's why he like angrily swipes all right. the shit off the table. He goes nuts. But they're free dildos. Yeah, take the <laughs> exactly. gift, man. You know, you're gonna have needs out there. Mm-hmm. Free dildos is the manner I I hold. It's all about punctuation. The occupation has drawn ridicule from ridic- from from critics on social media who Skrillex. have who have assigned uh, the group nicknames including Yal Qaeda and Vanilla ISIS. Skrillex loves getting dildos. <laughs> <laughs> um, some online... the pu- it looks like the pun army is out in force. <laughs> some online opponents delighted in the potential to send the uh, pr- protesters an array of packages stuffed with glitter, nail polish, pedicure socks, and perfume. A Chicago-based designer posted an online order he made on Wednesday for a 55-gallon drum of passion lubricant, costing him over $1,000 uh, sent to the uh, militia. You know, kids, I, I might That's not see need. you. We need them lubing up and reproducing. <laughs> Freedom needs me. This might be the, my last transmission. <laughs> The, the, the Malhauer occupation. I'm down to, down to only five gallons of blue. Kaylee, Kylie, Corey, I'm sorry I can't be there for Christmas. The, this might be my last transmission. Rubber Duck signing out. America needs me to stand in a fucking unoccupied bird sanctuary when no one's paying attention. Speaking of which, uh, the Malhauer occupation has also drawn a- anger from... Speaking of which, fat, 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 fat. <laughs> the occupation has drawn anger Pardon from me. bird watchers and wildlife photographers <laughs> who would normally be able get to... out of the way, down in front, asshole. Dude, check I'm trying out. to take a picture of a fucking uh, a swallow, a, a, swallow. <laughs> a blue crested weehawk, and, swallow. And now you're in the way with your. It's like a bunch of truck nuts in my way. I'm trying to take a picture. Um, who would normally be able to enjoy viewing the species <laughs> on the show uh, on show at the refuge? In an open letter, one angry birdwatcher warned the protesters that their every move was being watched. Angry birdwatcher! <laughs> I just downloaded that. Uh, it's really hard. Level fifty four is killing that game. Uh, the birdwatcher said, "Quote: You will never see us, but our cameras will always see you." Ooh. Uh, who goes by the username Norwegian Chef? Right before, right before they were shot right through. So they, you're saying the bird, the bird watchers became nerd watchers, right? He said turd watchers. He added, "Our bird, you've converted us to turd watchers. Our, our bird watch gang will take back Mulhauer from you terrorist pigs and will not rest until every one of you thugs and poachers is behind bars where you belong." I remember the bird watch gang from Warriors. <laughs> they, were, they were at least threatening. They wound up on the cutting room floor. Right, they're on the. Low Lower East Side. <laughs> that was a turf. Uh, let's see. In our next story, this you guys are going to enjoy this one. Uh, a Seattle man has come to the end of his rope after coping with the burden. <laughs> I'm going hungry. Of being issued. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm a shot advocate. Of being issued Sir Mixalot's old phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Nichols, age 33, received the local number back in 2012 when studying as a law student at Seattle's university, uh, but quickly began to receive sexts, propositions from car dealerships, offers for free concert tickets, and everything in between from complete strangers. Did he get any I don't mind sounds stealing great. bread. That doesn't sound bad at all. I think right? you need to pull up Mix a lot, not Soundgarden. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, this Temple of the Dog, not Soundgarden. Why don't you get your facts straight? Yeah. Uh, Nichols told a. A uh, friendly Lamborghini salesperson asking if you'd like to take a spin in one of their new cars. Quote, I'd love to, but I think you have the wrong guy. Uh, when they when he started getting pictures of women in bikinis in various states of raunchy repose, uh, Nichols told the sender, you need to stop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be Sir Mix-a-Lot. Raunchy repose is my favorite unbanned album. 
Finally, the day came when Nichols was at a local softball tournament when his phone started to, quote, blow up off the hook. And as he began to receive photos from women with their lips pursed, text saying, I love you, with one woman sending him a nude referencing the 1992 rap hit Baby Got Back. Oh, my God. What a horror show. Scary stuff. Uh, Nichols had not yet indulged in the spoils of uh, being offered to Sir Mix-a-Lot and said while he is tempted, he ultimately told TRNN, I can't do it. No false representations is one of the rules of passing the law bar. Mm. Uh, when reached for comment, Sir Mix-a-Lot, however, told TRNN, and I quote, uh, tell him to give them my new number, but only if they really are sexy pictures, and especially if they've got a little in the middle or if she got much in the back. So apparently... Uh, oh, my God, Becky. <laughs> Look at her butt. <laughs> he wants his phone back. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It <laughs> Hats off, sir. Makes a lot. I like what a talent. Oh. You other brothers when a girl walks in with itty bitty and a round thing in your face. You get sprung. That means your wiener gets blood blood comes in. Uh, uh, I'll explain later. And take your picture. Fantastic use of samples. <laughs> Is this guy dead? No, he's texting for his number. He looks like uh, your co- your brother-in-law, your ex-brother-in-law, Kenny. Oh me? Oh, that's no. funny. <laughs> yeah, the guy who played poker with us. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. white, but he looks kind of like Sir Mix-a-Lot. That's heavy D that guy. Right. Right. Let's move then, on with the news. And then I have one right. last story here. Uh, this is out of Ohio's uh, fugitive Donald, quote, Chip Poo, uh, didn't like the mugshot uh, photo that was posted by police in Lima, Ohio. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like Chip Poo and I cannot lie. <laughs> uh, what state is this from? Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Just curious. Uh, so he snapped a selfie and sent authorities a picture. I'm working over here, bitch. He approved of instead. <laughs> According to reports, the fugitive who's suspected of arson and vandalism texted police a new picture of himself on Monday saying, quote, here's a better photo of me. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> the other one is is way terrible. Uh, so apparently he didn't like the photo they were putting up and just did make a better kind of wanted poster. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh after the brazen move, police posted the new photo on their Facebook page, stating, "Quote the photo. This was the photo sent to us by Mr. Pooh himself." Yeah, and then a, and then a nine-year-old pulled the EXIF data. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pooh is my least favorite Steely Dan song. We thank him for being helpful, but now we would really appreciate if he would come speak to us at the LPD about his charges. Uh, law enforcement says the 45-year-old man is a person of interest in several cases, and his warrant is for a failure to appear for summonses. Uh, Pooh even audacity dialed into an. Ohio radio station to discuss the matter, saying, quote, man, they just did me wrong, uh, as Mr. Pooh told 104.9 The Eagle. The, uh, <laughs> ah, screech call! Here's Tom Petty with Don't Come Around Here No More. Standing for Jack. The Eagle. <laughs> oh, I just looked over at the corner of my eye. I thought that said Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Yoko Ono. <laughs> That'd be quite the. Uh, wow, that's an experience. He finished yeah, with saying outtakes. He finished this with saying, "Quote Potsdam, Pennsylvania's the Eagle." 
<laughs> he finished by saying like they put a picture out there that made me look. <laughs> That's K R O W. God damn those those Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's <laughs> the crow. Scranton's the crow. Oh, we are uh, rocking a straight line, everybody. Come on, guys, this is 96.9. serious. <laughs> Pooh is on the loose. We got a mile of classic He's rock for you there. in a straight line. Uh, the man, as the crow flies crow here, flies. You'll be rocking with me, <laughs> Jimmy D. Red I hot. I don't ro- think you understand the gravity of the situation. Pooh is on the loose. Ten soldiers and some poos coming. The story ends by saying, quote, the man said, quote, they put a picture out there that made me look like I was a Thundercat or James Brown. This is traveling Wilkes-Barre's. And I can't have that. That's pretty shitty. I'm yeah. a fox. <laughs> and, and that's the news. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> the eagle. You know, if we don't riff on the news, it's really no point in doing <laughs> it. You know, fine. Right? It's fine. <laughs> That's Tommy Rockstar's news, everybody. Yeah, baby. Let's hope it's going to happen for you, my friends. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Gilby's in, I heard. I've heard that. I've He's heard running it. the lights. I actually have some top <laughs> driving the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I have more news than that. But we'll see. see you? Yeah, I can't reveal it. I've been sworn to secrets. Next show. News and Roses. Next show. Just tune Next in. Show, exactly. for tune in. Update. On the Guns N' Roses situation. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar, and your Thanks, news. Guys. We appreciate it. And Woo. Ryan, do you have a game for Ryan us this game. week? Yeah, Let's get on with the game. That's amazing. Oh, That's right. God. Oh, shit. Happy birthday, Mario. Let's not forget. Yeah, Mario. Oh, I got to put you, this Jeremy. together. I'm going to plug in. Give me the. Uh, Thanks for the cookie puss. Give me the jack. Right. 10.4 He's The got Eagle. The jack. What could it be tonight? Uh, let's play a game called Don't Kill the Mario. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Wait, can you, you will. Something? Yes? Can you just test your thing? Because I, I think I might have it wrong. Okay. Just put it on like the first video, which is like Adelaide or Taylor Swift or something. That's what I used to I'm test my Adelaide. body. <laughs> Adelaide. Why? Adel- What's your Adel- name? Adele. Adele. Are you kidding me? I'm a serious as a heart attack. <laughs> Holy Adelaide. shit, dude. I've been, I've been saying Adelaide in my head for two <laughs> years. I also would have accepted Edelweiss. <laughs> I do because I've never talked about Adele with anyone else in real life. I don't even know if he's kidding or not. No, no I'm not. That's something. Adelaide is a song from Adelaide. I like Adelaide okay. better. All right, all right. That's something Mario would say, John. Come on. You're a man of letters. Right. I'm not kidding you. Like the I'm not kidding you, bro. But, but just, just as part of pop culture. You I'm not putting of... you on, Chief. All right. I swear to God, I thought um, her name was Adelaide. Crap, and you negative. No, just, one, no one's okay. ever said her name to me out loud. But it's everywhere it must in the media. Never be spoken right. No, I don't watch videos. I just like read. <laughs> Read Facebook updates. <laughs> Welcome to my I world. I read a lot, you know. I read like Tommy <laughs> Rockstar's Facebook updates. I'm busy reading caps locks. I right. swear to and, Christ, and I thought her name was Adelaide. I'm, I'm just back on who the holy fuck are God. you? Adele? Are we talking about Adele here? Yeah. yeah. I, thought, Adelaide, I thought it was Adelaide, Adelaide yeah. I never watched like Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon or one of those chooches. I would have had $1,000 right now <laughs> if it was Adelaide. I thought that there was an artist I didn't know about. I'm like, oh, that one went over my head, Adelaide. Adelaide. What's your big hit single? Screw Goodbye. the Powerball. I'm just going to wager against you pronouncing things. Hello. 
It's me. <laughs> Excuse me. Right. <laughs> Brian, what's the game today? The game is... I just I want, want you to know there's, there's a, black a black guy in the video, in the video and then all that, that shit's okay. okay. Hello. He, know, he knows. Thank you. Thank you. I had no idea. Adelaide all the way. I thought that's what we were Adelaide doing. Stevenson. Adelaide Stevenson. Right. That's what I think orator. of. Yeah. That's so awesome. Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide. Stevenson, like the, the, uh, the head of defense for like <laughs> Johnson or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm out of beer. Let's move on with the game. <laughs> Time to play. Your Adelaide beer? Still What's the objective of this game, Ryan? Yeah, it's not beer. Explain. Right. You got this? You got this working? I don't know. Oh, I'm playing, playing something. Seems like there's a glitch. Ready? It's playing. If not, we're going to have to play without the sound yeah. effect. These should probably be oh, plugged. Just plug, ah. plug in the right one. That plug would the right one in. It's my favorite. Plug movie. this. I, I love that. The Swedish About film, right? Pedophilia. Yeah. Those Swedes, they got it down. The American version was creepy. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, working. We got it. Go. You're in. You're plugged in and you're on. Jackal. Right. Here's chainsaw. Chainsaw is pointing at Mario right. tonight. Right. Just leave Who are Jackal? That's your control right there if you want to. All right. Use yeah, it. leave it up because I'll control from uh, here. I'll... All right. It's Here's me. the Ryan game, everybody. All right. You're going to get 10 questions tonight. All right. If you can, you're all going to work together and you have to give me the right answer. And if you give me the wrong answer, we're going to chop off one of Mario's limbs with the chainsaw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, baby. Right? Cookie puss. Normally, we want to do this to Mario, but since it's his birthday today, let's uh, treat him with a little let's dignity. Let's save yeah. Mario. I'd be fine with less of him life. to love. Right. <laughs> and as we know, Mario has five limbs. So, Fuck the audience. <laughs> you're all going to work together, and you have to uh, name, you have to, if you get five wrong, Every time you get one wrong, we're going to chop off one of his limbs. Right. And after we go through all four limbs, we're going to chop off his head. Okay. And if you get five wrong, the game's over and you didn't save Mario. All right. I might be fine with this. Something like so hangman. If you could get through ten <laughs> questions without getting five Hang wrong, Marone. then you saved him on his birthday. Save me, Happy please. birthday, save Mario. Save me, please. <laughs> I'm just looking for a new podcast. Mario, I'm afraid to tell you this. So the questions are not going to be easy tonight. They're are not they about, about me? They are not about you. Damn it. Because, you know, this... I don't know if it, uh, what's right and what's wrong with you. So, All right, guys. <laughs> do your best. All right. So question number one. Okay. Which actor paid $93,500 for the baseball which rolled between Bill Buckner's legs in game six of the 1986 World Series? Which actor paid $93,000? Do we go in order? We shout him out. Do you guys are working together? You could discuss Say it. everyone. I'm gonna... And you're going to give me a final answer. Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, it's got a it's a it's a New York Queens. Even though he's not really an actor, mm. That's, oh. that might be the the trip. I, I had mean. a drink with the soup Nazi this week. Did you? Yes, I did. I what? bought soup. He off came up to the bar. Um, uh, my friend Chris is behind the bar, and he's already. I'm fine drinks. with that answer, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it Mary, happened. It happened. I'm telling my wife. You get a picture with him. There he is, Mary. That's you're a soup getting, Nazi. Mary, you're in charge of giving us the final answer. Okay, since it's your life. At, on, oh, on he can play too. Here. No, well, he's no Mario's I, birthday, so well, he gets the final shot. The answers, I so. believe. Uh, well, besides the soup Nazi who I had a drink with this week, uh, yes, we heard. <laughs> I say yes. Jerry Seinfeld will be a good answer by the this crew. Will they save me? Let's ask the chainsaw guy. Is Jerry Seinfeld the correct answer? Please. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, is that right? <laughs> no, not my arm. My shoes. No, not my arm. Who was it? <laughs> the correct answer was 
Charlie Sheen. Oh, what? We never would have guessed that. Wait, now that ball has AIDS, too? What the fuck? <laughs> now I'm sitting here with one arm missing. What the fuck, you guys? He's not an actor. You suck. He's Question hit. number two. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love that. This hurts. Charles W. This Fairbanks. Hurts. Charles W. Fairbanks. Served as the vice president between 1905 and 1909 for God. which U.S. president? I know. Well, okay. So is that your buddy over there? 1905. You didn't figure out Roosevelt's like the turn of the century. 1901. So Taft is right after Roosevelt. I'm going to say it's Taft. Well, Taft was a one-term president. Well, that's the period. If right Roosevelt there. tapped out in 1901, then uh, Taft goes to 1904. What is the question? 1905 to 13. 1905 to 1909. All right. So after Taft, I don't know, man. I think maybe Warren Hoover? G. Harding. No, Harding. No, not Harding. Taft was a real poor. Can I look it up on Wikipedia? Taft got I, stuck in the bathtub. Uh, well, maybe oh, Ryan knows man. that you've been tafting it up you know, this week. So you know, Taft is. I mean, maybe maybe Roosevelt went to 03 make and Taft. Able, I'm saying, like, come on, guys, Taft. Taft, Taft it up. Let's ta- I'm going with Taft just because this week. Taft, on, Taft, on Jody, Mario. They, they are giving you an answer. What do you think, Mario? It's, it's not Alexander Hamilton? His play is pretty <laughs> big. No, no, he was like the fifth or sixth yeah, president. No, I don't a, know. He was the seventh bloody. president. Never, I, actually, I lost one was arm. A, he was never a president. I've lost one arm already. What the hell? Go ahead. Yes, he was. Go ahead. What's your answer, Mario? I agree with the panel. And you oh, say, no, I'm thinking Andrew and Jackson. And you Yes. All right, let's see, find out if you're right or you're wrong. Come on. John's an historian. Oh, you Sir. Not my other arm. Oh Can you at least keep it away from me? What the fuck? It was Warren G. Hardy, wasn't it? It was Hardy? I only got the buzz saw in one ear. Oh, you guys got Taylor. Correct answer was... Zachary Taylor? Teddy was... Roosevelt. Uh, no, so wait. Close. Roosevelt was not president uh, in 1905. He was he president was. for a while. Maybe he started his, 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 in 1901. Fuck. All I know is I have well, no I know it's arms. Roosevelt's Taft. Uh, yeah. Several shows happening in the room. <laughs> I have no arms left. There's six of you here. You guys, I have no arms. You guys, get the next one right. The song Upside Down was... <laughs> the good thing is he has two, two less arms. That means we can throw him out and he can't get back in. <laughs> Soon they're going to call me Bob. God damn it, Taft. <laughs> I was with you on that, John. Right, Upside Down. The song Upside Down was a number one hit for which performer? The Pointer Sisters, no? Diana Diana Ross. Ross. Diana Ross. Upside down. Upside down, you turn. Boy, you turn. I'll sing it. I'll sing it. Inside. Hmm. Upside down. Girl, you turn me inside out. Boy. Boy. Round and round. Upside down, you're turning, turning me. me, you're burning me, you're earning me, <laughs> and step out, that's a bite of All me. Right, what's the answer? Respectively, I say to thee, boom. <laughs> I know uh, what you're wearing. You, you can tell by the way that I wear my pants. Uh, Saturday Night Fever. Man, no time to prance. You can't groove and you can't move. You're going to fight with me or I better move. <laughs> that was your birthday last year. <laughs> It was. I thought I was drinking Fudlick. You can groove and you can move. You better fight with me. Like I mean, you're like maybe Tell the, by the worst way person that I wear who ever my lived. Pants. I'm a dancing man. 
No time no to time dance. To dan- You're a dancing man, but you also have no time to dance, which is, uh, sucks for a dancer. He's not going to be able to dance after this question. <laughs> you missed my true calling. All right. So we're going with, what's the final answer? I got nothing. Donna Diane, Summer? Diana no? Ross. Yeah. Diana Ross. Ross. The Supreme. The Supreme. Yeah, I agree. Ross. Agree. All right, let's ask the Chainsaw Come Man. On. Save me. I'm bleeding. No chainsaw. He's got nothing. You got it right. Oh, oh you're still alive. Got me legs. alive Mary. I still got me legs. Let me head. It's a great car, though. What a good song. Question number four, this is, right? Yes. So you got uh, how many wrong so far? Two. You got he's, two. He's, wrong. Down. he's got two arms. I have right. no arms left. Karen, I'm bleeding. Karen Johnson is the real name of what famous comedian? Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Carol Burnett. Yes. I'm with Jody. Jody, with, you think maybe so? Maybe John. All right, I, I go with Jody. She's smarter than all of us. Jody, I put my right leg in your... Brian Musical? I'll in, go with Jody. When I bend over, scream into my ass. What do I? <laughs> I agree with Jody. <laughs> All right, Jody. What's Jody. Such pressure. Help me. Correct. Let's see if it's right. Nothing. That's correct. I got me. Legs. It is right. I still oh, got me legs. Jody, we, got walk and, Jody. we now have a walk and talk in Mario. No, having Jody on Mario your team would is you, but he can't. freaking mint. Ah. It's we, easy when Ryan, you, so you need like a ding or something. Dance. <laughs> ding. Question number five. Dark Blood was the last was the film being shot when this actor died. Brandon Lee. <clears throat> he sounds very Heath Ledger. You know that's pretty, that's a good. Dark Blood is my uh, least favorite David Bowie death album. <laughs> that's the David Bowie that's the soundtrack film? for Seven. Hmm. What is Dark Blood? Who died? Brandon Lee. It's Bosco. It's not, it's not Heath Ledger. Oh. Brandon Pat Lee, saying Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee got shot when they were doing, yeah, they were doing yeah. a Crow sequel. They were like, hey, there's some fake bullets. And he's like, all right, right. cool. And then yeah, I'm, dead, now I'm dead. Yeah, dead with blanks. He right. died the same way John Eric Hexum died. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I shoot blanks all the time. No one gets hurt. Except for my pride. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Dark Blood? Yeah. You guys, I go is, with Pat. What is that? You, it's Bosco. It's just my guess. I've never heard of Dark Blood, but... uh. It's Bosco Chocolate Series. You know, how many people have died during a movie? What's the movie? Dark Blood. Dark Blood is a movie. Which actor died during the filming of it? Yeah, we Not on I'm set, but while the movie George was George Papard. Brandon Lee. All right, we'll go with that, because that's all, right, all we got. It's fine. That's all we got. No one's thinking about anything. You have no idea what's happening. We all go with Pat. What do you say, Let's Brian? see if Brandon Lee is the correct answer. Come on, boys. Not my leg! Did you stop doing that so leg. close to me? I don't want to get blood in my shoes. This is... Oh, God, it's everywhere. It up. Guys, this is not... You know, John just is, cleaned up. Too. This is not funny out. anymore. What is the answer? It must, it, this is dude, not funny anymore. That artery is a River Phoenix is the right answer. Uh, ooh. Just drag me over I, to the cookie I, I was just in the Viper Room. started the Viper Room. I was just in the Viper Room. I totally thought about that, man. Ooh. Shit. So wait, 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 wait. He didn't, did he die on set? Or that's well, he died while making the movie, I guess. Yeah, right, yeah. Who was it? Gandolfini? River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Oh, he's dead? Gandolfini. Yeah. Gandolfini died to, in Italy, and he was doing right. like an eight ball and eating a chicken parmesan. No one wants to admit that, <laughs> admit that. that that's uh, what happened. And this is what pissed me off about, oh, my friend died, and we won't tell you how he died. Right. That's you right. know, if someone doesn't tell you how you die on Facebook, they're like, hey, my friend died. You hear the this? guy died of drugs. Not your friend. Right. 
but everybody else. I just you don't hear know. This? I just don't know. Oh, uh, you know. Carmine familiarity, you better watch yourself. Familiar, You're heading down the wrong trail. Familiarity. <laughs> Can we just cut his other leg off already? He's hopping around here. I like got one for, leg, for, and for I still got me head. He can't even pronounce Italian names. Oh, it's right. just I, a flesh wound, man. I love Carmine. This question number six, right? Now that's Italian. And you only got two left. Which star, which uh, performer on the hit television show Cheers was born on exactly the same day as Al Gore? As Mario. As, as Al, Al Gore. Gore. That's a nutty question. What a crazy man. question. George Wendt. Yeah, I'm going to so go George Wendt. So we're saying that we need to know Al Gore's birthday to know the answer I'll be more specific. Which, which actress? Oh, well, Shelley Long. Shelley on Long. the show Come Cheers. On, no, the Christy ugly Allen. lady. Born, the Rhea Danny Perlman. DeVito's Rhea, one. Rhea, Rhea Perlman. Gore. Rhea Perlman's not ugly, you motherfucker, you bastard. She's <laughs> perfect. looking lady. Chrissy Alley? She's perfect. You liked Rita Perlman. Or B.B. Newworth, maybe. I like her style. Listen, I think that uh, life, even though uh, tragically, Danny DeVito and uh, Rhea Perlman are now divorced after like 30 years. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, she seems like the perfect woman to hang out with. I like her. Always sunny in Philadelphia's back, and it's hilarious. I don't know. Danny DeVito fell out a window and thought it was 2006. 2006. Is that your answer? Don't talk about it. I didn't watch it. Sorry. Our... our, uh, our, uh, <laughs> Our ad revenue comes from a competing television show exactly. in the same time slot. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> Joey and the Boob on FX. <laughs> what, Spike TV. Which so we got three or four stars there, guys. You got BB Newworth, you got Kirstie Alley, you've got Shelly Long and Rhea Perlman. But you can only hear this on Radio Nope every I, Friday night. Listen, I want to say it's not Shelley Long because it's too obvious. I'm 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 between Rhea and uh, Kirstie Alley. The same Kirstie date. Oh, oh. the same Kirstie date. Alley. No, the same, no. The same date or the same date same in the same day. year. The same Lafka, day. Lafka's girl. Brad Weisenberger in the chat box saying, "Coach, what about Lafka's girlfriend?" You seem like kind of a half a tranny. Here. Coach could go either way. <laughs> Andy Kaufman's girlfriend. That's, what was her that's name? Taxi. All right, let's all oh. decide. What do you guys think, Brian? I say Kirstie Alley. I say Kirstie Alley. Hmm. Rhea, I go, I veto. Rhea Perlman. Let's see. Wait, two to one? Right. That's his answer. He's, he's, he's a oh, Mario's, oh, he's a veto power, right. Okay. Age before beauty. Come veto on. power is Come my on, new baby. Italian nickname. You got it right, my yes, friend. Yes, yes, wow. I'm hopping around like crazy That's right amazing. now. Oh, yes. Rhea Perlman. Saved his life. Correct answer. Correct Tron, bro. Uh, oh, man. Wow. Uh, we almost done. Can I still make it through Correct this Tron, with bro. a limb and a head? Well, I hope so. Somebody's going to have to call an ambulance soon. <laughs> it's an amputee. Ambulance. I'm feeling a little woozy. <laughs> no, that's the wambulance. Oh. Uh, multiple choice. <laughs> More whiskey, please. Multiple choice. In which country did Che, Guev- che Guevara die? Is it Kojak? <laughs> Cuba? Guevara? Cuba? United States or Bolivia? What was the first one? Cuba. Cuba. United States or Bolivia? Hmm. I'm I, I'm Bolivia on this one. I don't think he died. I'm oblivious. I'm oblivious. Yeah, man, I just saw the damn documentary. Dude. I think he had his falling out with Cash. Brian fell asleep at the end of the motorcycle. Yeah, what happened at the end, Brian? Where did he die? I think he goes back to Bolivia, yeah. That's right. 
That yes. makes sense I'm to sorry, me. I, 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 I'm in uh, for Bolivia. I'll Put go, me down for yeah. Bolivia. Yeah. Bolivia. I'll go with Bolivia. Along Bolivia. With, uh, living in Bolivia. Along Bolivia. with uh, Bolivia Revolt Mon. of the Masses by your, Ortega Don't Gassan. veto I'm us. I'm a big uh, reader of the diary of Che Guerrero, and he did and die in Bolivia. Begin. He did. All right. Well, okay. Bolivia Socialism. is the answer. Let's see. I right. will live. You are correct, sir. Libre. That's right, sir. La lucha continua. Does he start getting limbs back now? The Rico Bonding Liberación Nacional. Let's move on again. No diga Ross, diga Vita Ross. Dead in Bolivia is my favorite Martin Stevenson reference. Nice. He's like a salamander. His limbs just grow back. Right. I have a, l- a head and a leg left. And my penis is still intact. Hey, sure. Sure. Next. Just put that thing away. I don't need to see that. That's going in the cigar cutter right now. I'm using it to stand erect right now. Question number eight. Jack Mercer. I'm almost there. Was the voice for which cartoon character for 45 years? Jack Mercer. I should goddamn know this. Well, it's got to be a pretty popular cartoon character if it's been around for 45 years. 45 years. Oh man! Well, it's not Bugs Bunny. It's Fred Flintstone. Like a, you know. It's got to be Mickey Mouse. No way, Fred Flintstone huh? was not on for forty. No, no, years. it's got to be Mickey. Mouse. I'm pretty sure that was Walt Disney, by the way. No, the voice now. Yes, really? the voice of Fred Flintstone was no, Walt Disney. Mickey Mouse. What about Scooby? Mickey Mouse was no. Walt Disney. Yeah. Really? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Casey Kasem was Scooby Doo. Absolutely. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and sh- no, he was Shaggy. I think it was Wimpy from Popeye. Zoinks. I will gladly play you Tuesday. No, you know what I'm thinking? Hamburger. It's a character. It's Daffy Duck. No, you know what? I think it's Popeye. No, no. Could Mel be Blank. Popeye. Mel Blanc did both of them. I Mel say Blank, Popeye. Right. He did right. Daffy Duck too. He did Fuck. Daffy yeah. Duck and Bugs. Forty-five Mac years. Mercer was Popeye. I, I think. I think okay. he was Popeye. Yeah. Popeye sounds great. What kind of mania do you have to? What kind of mania do you have to like be a? It enveloped in to do Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck in the same cartoon as both voices. Laughing all the way to Because Mel Blanc was a fucking genius. genius. Jesus, man. 45 let's, years. Yeah. Let's so what's say the final Popeye. Answer? Popeye. Final answer is the Popeye. Fleischer Brothers. Let's see if you're right. Ridiculous yeah. answer. Do not agree with it. That is correct. Old timey Mario. I'm strong to the finish because I eat my spinach. Here's Mario doing Popeye. You ready? (laughs) No, shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was going to. I have a clip. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got a monkey sound, and it's Mario doing the monkey. I do a great monkey. I'm very happy. I used to do a great monkey, he says last week. I'm like, holy shit. Over the people's court. (laughs) Why don't you work a zoo and stop bothering people? I did. I used to pretend I was side, uh, Tarzan's sidekick. I get very angry when Jane would walk into the room. Yeah, stay away from my wife. Question number nine. Can is you a give me that sauce so I can cut off his other leg and be done with this? I have a leg. I'm almost out of this. Question number it. nine. I mean, happy birthday. Question number nine. Terrible question, but here it comes anyway. What was Elton John's first U.S. number one hit? Oh God, Eltron John. Mm. Correct, Tron, bro. Uh, candle in the doo. no, that's way later. It's no, like Crocodile Rock or some rock. shit. No, I, no I think that may have been his first number one. Mm. I don't think he ever had a number one before that. Mm. What's the question? Really? Crocodile Rock didn't make it to number one. Crocodile Rock, really? Did he, probably, he probably had a bunch before. What's the that? question? 
What was Elton John's first number one U.S. hit? I'm saying Candle in the Wind, Mic Drop. I'm out, Pete. Well, the biggest kick I ever got. That's the Princess Diamond. Doing a thing called the Like Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Skip and Stone. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. The Bitches. That's another one. No, it's the Princess Die song. Pat Goodbye, right. Yellow Brick Road is pretty much Pat the Princess right. Die song. Is that the Princess Die song? Pat? You're the captain, Can Mario. <laughs> no, man. I Can do Pat. in the wind. Right. Is that your final answer? I don't go with Pat. You're ridiculous, man. That song's too late, man. Yeah. There's no way El- Eltron John didn't have a number one before that. Right before that. Let's find out if you are correct. I didn't do anything. No, 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 no one did that. That was John. I'm still alive? Thank God. There it goes. Finally, you should have listened to your buddy John. He would have steered you in the right direction. Crocodile Rock. Crocodile Mario, my brother. Was, uh, was I right? Yeah. yeah. Mario Nope. He's got one more, and there's only, there's one, only more one more question. question. Mario, my brother, you are way older than me. Do you still feel the pain? <laughs> I thought My it was a trick brothers question. and sisters of the garage. Why don't you I listen to me? No arms and no legs. I count on you to save me. We're going to call you Stubby from now. At the on. mic, I'm on the floor. Save me yeah. from this final. I keep pulling the mic the back mice. like an inch as it keeps. I never Help knew me. me a better time, and I guess I, I never will. I was going to say that. Horrible. I was going to say it. I'm with you on that, Pat. I love that song when I was a kid. That's Susie Ward. Dress that tight. Ugh. That's like, he'd know. that's like crowbarring a line in there. She wore a dress that's tight. Who speaks like that? Shakespearean. Oh. Speaking of famous lines, who created the famous saying, happiness is a warm puppy? Mm. And Charles. that is your last Charles Schultz am alive. Yeah. I am alive. Mario, stop yelling. Mario? I can't help it. I'm to life or death? With your final Jody, answer, right? Right, right, I, I say Charles Schultz. You, did, you are correct, sir. Thank you, Jody. I'm you keep hug your you. penis, Mary. But fuck I'm this. Let's kill him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one dead Mario. I am on an intro. <laughs> you got the, the Will be out. What's it called? What's that screen called? The Willem? The Wilhelm? Wilhelm. It's <laughs> like a Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> it's off House of the Holy. <laughs> Hats off to Larry. I don't want to change the world. <laughs> I'm not looking to live the past. All right, thank you, everybody. Uh, anybody else? Podcast. I got nothing, dude. Just yeah. looking for a new pod. Cass. Happy birthday, Happy Mario. Birthday, Mario. Happy birthday, Mario. You've yeah. overstayed Thank your you welcome guys. as usual. I really did appreciate <laughs> this. It really warms the cockles of my heart. Mario had his cookie puss. Kaku. And he ate it oh, too. Oh, no. The cookie puss is now defrosted and ready <laughs> to be served. Yeah. Cookie puss. Gentlemen and, and lady, will you join me at the cookie puss table? I got to go home. I think I left the stove on. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, our esteemed guest. <clears throat> Jonathan Angle of the band Codeine. We had a pleasure, pleasure talking to that guy. Give it up for that guy. Yeah, that guy was a nice guy. Yeah. He was cool. Like this show's going to go down in the annals of history. <laughs> sure will. Annals? Sorry, annals. Adele's. Adele, Adelaide's of history. Stevenson's of history. I swear to Christ, I'm not putting it on, man. I thought her name was Adelaide. It only took me like six years to figure it out.
<laughs> what an idiot. All right, I can't find the uh, the page where we have to leave, so I'll just fuck it. I'm a dimadu. Yeah, I can't find it. I think I might have erased the uh, outro page. Let's do it live. <laughs> might be under Let's H. do it live. Ready? Yeah. All right, everybody, thank give, you for listening live from the brush. Some Every fact. night at 8 p.m. Eastern here on Radio Nope, and also don't forget to tune in at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, for Tree Voice Preemptive Strike to lead into the show every week from now on. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, uh, Tommy. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian Musikoff. Thank you, Mario. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, anybody else? Jody. Jody. Are you over there? She says no comment. All right. And uh, we'll see you next week. You ready? One, two, three, four. Thanks. <laughs> this is not right just youtube it dude youtube what my, the closing of my own show yeah pull it up for another episode get the uh... thank you we'll see you next week And I pulled it out at dinner.
Have 